0: Welcome to episode thirty eight of Podcast Derailed. That's PSU.com's PlayStation Podcast, and it's by far the coolest PlayStation Podcast on the internet. I am Don Olivera. With me today I have Tim Noons. What up, Tim? Hello, Don. And how's it going, man?
1: Okay.
0: And returning finally, Cal Prawl. Hello. Hey Kyrie. What's going on? Not too much, man. How are you?
2: Great, man. I've been looking forward to this.
0: Yeah, uh, we haven't had a podcast since... Well, we had that live episode for the PlayStation 4 conference, and we haven't had a podcast since episode 37, so it's been a while. It's been a while!
2: That was a fantastic show, by the way. Kudos on that. That was so much fun to watch, like, a couple days later, after I finally got to come down off the PS4 high and check out what you guys were doing.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised it was fun to watch, because I can't imagine that being fun to watch, like, without uh the ps4 conference at the same time because you're just gonna watch a bunch of assholes just stay quiet for like five well, minutes at a time but
2: that's exactly what i did i just put them yeah. up on on two monitors
0: yeah that's cool but hey how about that ps4 conference huh Jeez, oh, that shit was sick we've got a lot to talk about that uh later but you guys want to jump in right now and just get in we have a lot to cover so we should probably start right now yeah
1: get her done. Right, let's
0: do it get her done new releases for the week uh we've got there's this what is this uh god of uh god of god of war okay this is a god of war game uh a- atchinson yeah yeah so Sounds we've got god right. of war ascension uh that's a big one uh tim you've got a big one for god of war ascension right well i have the big god of war you have the big god of war yep you got the collector's edition right i do um and how's the collector's edition rated on 10 I mean, ter- I mean, in terms of packaging, what you get for the price? Yeah, what do you get for the price?
1: Uh, you get a pretty good-sized uh, <laughs> figure, right? Right. With apparently, a face that looks like Jafar, according okay. to
0: uh,
1: Donnie Boy over here.
0: He looks like Jafar. It looks weird. He looks like a Disney version of Kratos. Uh, if you want to team.
1: see, if you want to see a model of it and the funniest face you'll ever see, um, there is a picture on my
0: Twitter page. Yeah, you could check out uh, Tim's Twitter page at BossSnake. At Boss Snake, B-O-S-S-S-N-E-A-K-E. Yeah, so that's words. Just spell that. Just spell that. Boss Snake, B-O-S-S-S-N-A-K-E. And now, so, Tim, you get the cradle statue, you get a steel case for the game, right? Yeah, 48 hours
1: of double XP. There's one more. Specific avatar for it as well for your PlayStation account, your PlayStation Network account. And then the soundtrack,
0: the soundtrack so this is for the collector's edition of ascension and how much did that retail for
1: eighty dollars seventy nine ninety nine yep which kind of surprised me yeah why usually with figures when you when you get a figure even on its own you kind of look at a a thing and you expect it to be a hundred or a hundred dollars oh
0: okay right yeah i agree with you it's actually pretty cool that
1: it was only 80 bucks like like infamous and uh infamous 2 and what the hell is it uncharted 3 were both a hundred dollars
0: yeah well shit do you remember skyrim
1: ew Mm. I do remember Skyrim. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: we've also got Sniper Ghost Warrior 2. That is a video game, and on PlayStation, the first one's good. <laughs> yeah, is it?
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, it's kind of fun to just snipe around, okay. do some, do some people with Holy crap! Along. It's,
0: it's powered by CryEngine 3. That's kind of impressive. Speaking of CryEngine 3, Kaiju, what's up? You've been playing a CryEngine 3 game, right?
2: Yeah, achieved with CryEngine 3
0: and you said achieved
2: (laughs) (laughs) and um it could be uh it could be going a lot better yeah so yeah uh I've been I've been reviewing Crisis Three for about uh, a week and a half now. Um, the problem being, you know, I, I was playing through the game. It's definitely uh, impressive in its own right. I've always kind of been a, a fan of the Crisis series, but yeah, I get to the um, the final boss, which you know, that's I don't think it's too spoilery to say that there is a final boss. Uh, you defeat it, and there's this cutscene happening. Shit's blowing up. It's like I'm in a nano suit. Things are falling apart, <laughs> and suddenly the screen goes black and it's a hard freeze obviously it's the kind of thing where you can't exit to the menu you know you hit the power button on your ps3 it shuts off like 20 seconds and With a bunch of- <laughs> And yeah, it's uh it's persistent. It's uh, happening to a lot of people, not necessarily everyone. We've had uh reports that people have been getting through okay, but there's enough enough evidence on the official crisis forums to suggest like Crytek's negligence in this matter. Like they just the game's been out for three weeks. There is no patch allowing this large number of people to finish the game. So I've tried a few times. I cannot finish the game. I cannot see the ending. And as such, I will not be reviewing it until I can.
0: And then just to clarify, this is happening to uh, just not not just you. This is happening to a few people. I mean, you 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 pulled comments for that article from where exactly? Uh, the my crisis forums, the okay.
2: official like yeah, the official game forums. I looked through some threads there, and I also found uh, Crytex. I guess you could say their official response. I don't know how official it is, being the forums, but yeah, they have this kind of list of issues that they are like looking into. And freezes during the final boss is is one of these issues, along with the comment that we cannot guarantee these issues will be fixed due to the nature of development. And I don't know if that's just them <laughs> covering their ass if they decide just, to like move on in like a week and not support the game anymore. Yeah. But no, I mean this is I I. I completely expect that a fix will be issued at some point when okay. is the question and eventually if it just becomes too far out like
0: basically that's like saying uh because we may not give enough fucks <laughs> we might not finish this game um just and and it's probably it's probably only a small percentage of people but still the fact that it's happening is just that's a travesty yeah um, it's,
2: it's insane and it's one of these things like uh it's it's been called you know Cry- Crytek's masterpiece that's what uh Say about your release said to the press a little while ago when the Metacritic scores weren't as high as he wanted them to be. Uh, so yeah, it's 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 supposed to be the culmination of everything they've learned. I mean, it's largely built on the Crisis 2 engine, which was also CryEngine 3. So there's just no excuse here. And I mean, it's happening on on all platforms and there really isn't a for sure fix i've heard people say you can like reload the entire mission like manually from the menu and get through it because it could be like a corrupted checkpoint but on
0: all platforms geez that's crazy
2: yeah there's been reports on on pc and ps3 oh, the, the strange thing is that pc can manually kick off from any checkpoint but on console you have to restart the whole mission and out of principle i just don't feel like trying that and i don't think i would want to review it even if it did work because no, it's, it's one of those uh, things that you can't expect people to find that on their own like the game should work like right. the game can't be finished
0: now i agree with you but um so your 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 stance is that you won't review it on principle just saying you know i won't review your game until you guys finish it but i, I asked right, i it, gotta ask you like how so we we touched a little bit a little bit on this yesterday how important is the story in crisis 3 and is it really like a is it really like a, I cannot fully represent my opinion of this game without having experienced the ending cutscene, or is it more of a stance you're taking?
2: I, I, well, there, there are two things I want to I say about this matter. The first thing is that my, my approach to reviews in general is not that like I'm giving Crytek the benefit of the doubt and saying, I'm not going to give you a score until your game is fixed, because I'd right. like to give it as high as possible. It's more based on the fact that this is not a complete functional product like if there was an ending that had like a terrible frame rate and i couldn't even tell it was going on or whatever the case but it would be like asking me to if i was a film critic going to see a movie and and all of the films distributed around the country have like (laughs) fucking chocolate smudged on the reel or something and you can't see the ending it's it's the same difference so it's not a complete product the second thing is yeah um the I guess you could say that no the the narrative of Crisis has never been you know as strong as as other um, IPs in the industry but I've always kind of been a fan of it and, and I do think that Crisis three manages to pull together some really nonsensical plot twists that the series has seen and manages to pull them together in a way that actually like is is told pretty well now whether You know, whether the ending would influence my score of the game, that is hard to say, but I will tell you that I was really looking forward to seeing how the series is going to end. I mean, I assume that three is their last one. That's Mm. I guess that's not for sure, but no. I mean, they at least had me engaged enough that I was like, you know, kind of kinda on the edge of my seat as this craziness was happening in the final boss fight, and then yeah, it was a big letdown for that reason.
0: Right. So just to clarify, you've played Crisis Uno and Crisis Dos? Yes, I have. And you would say that the third is the strongest of the trilogy? Uh,
2: Is it even a trilogy? Are they going to stop at three? I mean, yeah, you've got... That's the thing. I'm not sure if they're going to stop at three. There was um, Crisis Warhead, which was a complete... You don't know yet because you haven't seen the last. It's been off title on PC. I, I, I still, right, yeah, exactly. I still think the first one is the strongest because it, it because it's just fundamentally a very different game from two and three. It's extremely open world. There is so much extraneous space that you don't even need to use. You can interact with the environments more. I mean, like you know, shooting down trees and shit. I try that. You can't like shoot. Down trees in Crisis 3, and that was something that was a really big deal in one how you could like shoot up the place, break down walls, and shit. Mm. But um, yeah, no, it, it's weird because Crisis 1 was really innovative in the way they approached this huge tropical island where you have one tiny objective to do. And I feel like the industry borrowed from that pretty heavily. Like, I see remnants of Crisis 1 in games like Far Cry. Far Cry. Yeah, exactly. Far Cry 3 for sure. Um, you know, Skyrim, other kind of Borderlands, maybe some other open world shooters. And then Crytek just kind of went backwards from there and made the series more linear and at the same time more Michael Bay, which is not a good thing in my opinion.
0: All right, I got to reel this back in here. Uh, we got kind of derailed there, but that's okay, because this is podcast derailed. On PSN, uh, we've got Darkstalkers Resurrection. <laughs> um, you know, you know, we went on that tangent, simply because Sniper Ghost Warrior 2 is powered by CryEngine 3. <laughs> but uh, it's a good topic, anyway. I mean, shit, the fact that it's happening to so many people, it should definitely be something that Crytek addresses. Whether or not they will, though, who knows? Uh, stay tuned to PSN.com to find out. Uh, Darkstalkers Resurrection... Um, that is a remake no that's a new i think that's a new version of uh oh no it's a double pack of the dark stalkers games all right that makes sense uh quantum theory then we've got heavy fire shattered spear uh psych yourself get psyched that's uh, a psn exclusive another psn exclusive is puzzle by nikolai five sudoku as for demos this week, we've got Army of Two, The Devil's Cartel, Darkstalkers Resurrection, Fuel Overdose, and Ninja Gaiden 3 Raises Edge. We've got PS2 Classic, Kessen 2, um, and a few PS1 imports from Japan. I think these are really cool, by the way. I think uh, we need more of these every week. We've got quite a few this week. We've got uh, Favorite Deer, <laughs> Enkan no Monogatari. We've got First Queen 4. These are the best titles. Mahjong, Uranai, Fortuna, Tukino Mega Mat. Mitachi, we've got Motorhead, high velocity, high velocity entertainment. That's amazing. Rung Rung Ozno no Mahutsukai. we've got sentimental graffiti. <laughs> yeah. Yo Tim, can you show me some of your sentimental graffiti? I don't have any tattoos whatsoever. We've got Trump shio and in, quote, in, in, in parentheses, Fukoku Band. All right. So those are, so I'm sorry. Those are some of the PS1 imports for this week. And that wraps up, wraps up all uh, PlayStation releases for week of March 11th. Now, on to news. Okay, boys? Okay. Yep. Okay. We've got a lot, so uh, here we go. Guess what happened to the PS Vita sales in Japan? Did they? They didn't double. They didn't triple. They didn't keep us in suspense, please. Please keep (laughs) us in suspense. The president of Sony Computer Entertainment Japan, SCEJ, has said that the PlayStation Vita sales in the region have risen sharply since the introduction of the price cut last month. Hiroshi Kowano reportedly confirmed via Gamatsu that the handheld's performance nearly quadrupled in comparison to the two weeks prior. Uh, two weeks prior to the price drop. Previously, PS Vita had struggled to gain momentum in its native Japan, and it was frequently outsold by its predecessor, the PlayStation Portable, which continues to enjoy success in the territory. Uh, the PS Vita now retails for 19,980 yen for both the Wi-Fi and 3G models, and Sony has said that there are currently no plans to introduce a price cut in the U.S. and US, U.S. and Europe. But you know what? There is that. Uh, what was that? I read an article about the 3G uh, 3G model price being slashed in the U.S. because they're like discontinuing that model or something yeah that's yeah. probably the
1: only thing we're going to get
0: yeah so if you live at, are those is that only at the sony stores i think it might be i think that's what i read in the article i might be wrong uh check it out if you guys want to still want a ps Vita, you could probably get a good price for the 3g um 3g SKU. you just got to google it find out where they've got it and just go to that store and just throw money at the cashier just throw it just throw it at them uh what's next Guess what, guys? Sony UK boss said that the PS Vita sales, quote, exploded over Christmas. They exploded King all over Sony's face. Sorry. The head of <laughs> Sony Computer Entertainment UK has said that while PlayStation Vita sales were lagging in the weeks leading up to Christmas, sales, quote, absolutely exploded, end quote, at the peak of the holiday season. <laughs> at the peak. Ah, uh, stopped on. Uh, speaking with MCV in regards to PS Vita's performance during its first year on sale, Fur Guy Gara said, quote, Vita really, really responded as... Uh, as we went into Christmas, we had a pre Christmas lull where sales were quite low, but that absolutely exploded 20 fold, Jesus, from the, that little point uh, into the peak of Christmas. That's very encouraging and shows that the right promotion and software can light that fire. So quadrupled in, um, in Japan and exploded in, um, in the UK, whatever that means. It's multiplying and exploding uh now do you guys think that the vita is picking up steam for good or is this just this is just happening for now
1: it could have been a coupling with uh soul sacrifice launching over there recently
0: uh, soul sacrifice did that did that come out in japan
1: yeah it's kind of it seems like it's hitting that kind of niche really strongly so i'm pretty sure coupling those two things together could have been a, a strategic move um uh, you know behind closed doors but it seems to be working okay uh, I've, been people, I've, hear, I've been hearing people like flout over the multiplayer of that game.
0: I I think it's weird that the, the Vita hasn't got a price drop in the US. Uh, I was really expecting them to announce that during the PS4 conference, but um, instead of a price drop for the Vita, I've got another surprise for you guys.
1: Hmm.
0: Are you, are you guys ready for a surprise?
1: I'll, I'll do my
0: best. <laughs> You're going to do your best to be ready. <laughs> we'll see. I need time to prepare. Go ahead. Well, uh, um, oh my God! did You hear that? <laughs> we got Don. Don,
1: uh, Don you're a your Mike impersonation is doing really well. You can even get his uh, f- across the room sound of it.
0: <laughs> uh, we've, we've got a fourth member to podcast the uh, real episode 38 right now. Hello, Mike.
3: Hello, John. Hello, lads. How's it going? Oh, that's Pretty the real good, Mike. Man. That's
0: the that's great real dude. Mike.
3: I'm missing you. <laughs> uh, uh, Mike Harrington, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Thanks, it's good to be back again, guys. It's been a while.
0: Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, we're happy to have you. Mike, we were just Thank talking you. about uh, the PS Vita sales and how they quadrupled in Japan and exploded in the UK, whatever that means.
3: <laughs> yeah, over <laughs> Christmas, wasn't it? They exploded. Yeah. Exploded. Oh, yeah. fuck. Exploded, exploded all over us. Yeah. <laughs> um,
0: Master yeah, explosion. that's
3: great. That's great news, though, man. I just hope that they can keep up the momentum, you
0: know. Yeah, that's what I was it's... just asking the guys. Uh, do, mm-hmm. you, do you think that moving forward, Sony's going to? Because uh, I mean, I can't see the momentum in the U.S. Well, if the, we didn't have a news article about uh, sales exploding in the U.S., but oh. I, I'm glad that they're doing well. It's doing well in the UK. It quadrupled in, in Japan, probably because of that price drop. But uh, you'd probably agree that the Vita needs a price drop globally. Right? Like, not only in Japan, and UK. Oh, yeah. De-
3: well. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Yeah. No, no doubt about it. Oh, I, I, sure. I really want Peter to do well, though. This year is going to be crucial for them. I, I just hope they um, go forward and try and you know make the best of it and lower the price because people aren't going to jump on board until that happens, I don't think. I know a lot of people are holding off because of the price. At least over here. Okay.
0: Uh, next up. Uh, straight from Idols Montreal. Word up. Thief reboot has been detailed. It's coming to PS4 in 2014. Um, The reboot of the Thief series, cleverly named Thief, (laughs) will release on PlayStation 4, PC, and other next-gen platforms in 2014. According to Game Informer's April 2013 cover story, Idols Montreal is working on the Stealth game, which will be published by Square Enix. Uh, We originally reported a leaked image for the game earlier today, uh, back when this article aired. Uh, but now we have some more details to the stage. The game's protagonist, Garrett, returns in Thief, and the game will be set in the city, which has a medieval <laughs> steampunk look. Uh, players will have multiple city. paths. The city. Welcome to the <laughs> city. Uh, multiple paths, and the game is set to feature open levels. The story revolves around a plague and a mean, a mean tyrant named Baron. Residents in the city face social tension because of the plague and Baron, and Garrett, Garrett, yeah, Garrett must pay attention to the environment and make use of all paths. Now... Uh, this is the team that was this Idols Montreal the team responsible for Deus Ex Human Revolution. Uh, they've been working on the Thief reboot for years. I, I, this was announced at some point, right, for PS3, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, Thief 4, they kind of made that
2: publicly known probably yeah. a couple of years ago. We when got it, it in our database for a while. 2009. When was,
0: yeah, when it was Thief 4, when it was T-H-I-4-F. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we kind of changed that. Uh, so this has been in development for a long time, a cross-generation development cycle, which I don't know if that's a good thing, but hey, at least it's coming. And it's coming to PS4 in 2014, maybe a launch title, who knows? But uh, yeah, man, Thief 4. It's going to be like a ass- good. Uh, It's probably gonna be something like Assassin's Creed. Maybe it'll, you know what? Maybe it'll be better than Assassin's Creed. Maybe it'll, maybe Ubisoft will be like, shit, we can't annualize this crap anymore.
3: (laughs) Yeah, maybe (laughs) have them go away for a few years. (laughs) Uh,
0: That's funny, Don. Thanks, man. I'm not that funny though. But guess what? Another Deus Ex domain has been registered by Square Enix. Uh, Square Enix has registered another Deus Ex-related trademark by the name of Deus Ex The Fall. The publishing giant previously trademarked Deus Ex Human Defiance, which is believed to pertain to the planned movie adaptation of the stealth-based video game franchise. However, with rumors circulating on a sequel to Human Revolution, it's possible that the recent The Fall could very well be a new Deus Ex game. Uh, the filings include The DeusXTheFall.net, and DeusXTheFall.co.uk Fall.co.uk. Mike Herodens. Uh, <laughs> what would you like to see from a new Deus Ex title? Let us know in the comments section on derailed i guess why did i read that line <laughs> um so yeah i guess that's a new game can we pretty much just say that's a new game
2: i would imagine. Yeah, i sure started. hope so hmm. i really god i really want to see where that series goes next and yeah ados montreal this works ados montreal did it like you said did human revolution now they're busy on thief so maybe they have a second team doing deus ex the fall but either way i'm i'm stoked
0: totally they've been they've been working on thief for a long time uh but kyle Kyrie, you just played deus ex human revolution correct
2: yeah, I uh well I first played it, you know, back in twenty eleven, but I went through it again just yeah, a few days ago on the on the super hard difficulty, found out that the the bosses are even worse when you're playing yeah. at that level. But yeah. man, that game still still holds up in every department except for its like NPC faces, which just look like yeah. ass.
0: <laughs> god, <laughs> I love the soundtrack though. Uh Oh god, yeah. Yeah, it's style style's really cool. Yeah, Deus Ex is really cool. I don't know if I like Adam Jensen's voice though. He never <laughs> I never asked for his voice. Um <laughs> But that's, yeah, Deus Ex. I'm glad that Idols Montreal is doing something. And they've been busy, man. And you know what? More power to them. Uh, Deus Ex was really cool. Yeah, dude. Imagine a sequel to Deus Ex, how good that could be. Jesus. Fuck uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of people with raspy voices, David Hader may not voice Snake in Ground Zeroes. Okay, guys, keep your pants on. This is something that we all... <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, this is something that we almost all uh, kind of flipped desks over when I, when I was gathering this story. <laughs>
3: Or uh, well, in my case, flip trucks over.
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm glad, <laughs> I'm glad you know now. Um, yeah. Tim, you wrote this article, right? Yep. Yeah. You wrote that Konami and Kojima Productions may look elsewhere for a voice actor for series-acclaimed main character Big Boss instead of David Hayter in Metal Gear Solid Ground Zeroes. Uh, in an informal poll, David Hayter asked his Twitter followers, quote, How would you react to I didn't play Snake in the next Metal Gear? The answer to that question, ladies and gentlemen, as, as given to you by Podcast Derail is people will fucking kill people. People will just shoot <laughs> everybody. Uh, back to the news post. This may seem like nothing but a conversation-building post, but what's strange is that hater included Hideo Kojima and Konami in this post. It might be posturing, but it could also be assuming that other voice actors are being considered for the role of Big Boss. This could be due to the fact that Big Boss, who was voiced by Richard Doyle in Metal Gear Solid 4, doesn't sound like David Hater's Solid Snake. Now, all I'm going to say is if, if that they know it's good for them it'll be david hater fuck he's canadian yeah. take that tim man just bust my balls please Do you know who else we is have canadian? no good representatives jennifer, jennifer hale, hale. yeah God. well jim carrey list goes on oh ryan reynolds what
1: we have nolan north he voices everything
0: <laughs> shit <laughs> nolan north versus david hater ah fuck that's hard CQC. Well, I guess like (laughs) Nolan North wins by default because like the accumulation of all his characters kind of. Troy Baker kills them all. Troy Baker? Uh, Hell
1: yeah. Uh, Come on, Joel, The Last of Us, Kanji Persona Four.
0: Okay. Uh, All right.
1: Voices in Persona (laughs) Four.
0: How about Quentin Flynn? (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh Quentin, can you can you turn it up to hundred fifty percent? How about now? No uh, maybe two hundred percent. Ah Jack is back. Okay, turn take my Pain easy. receptors. Okay. <laughs> take, turn off my pain receptors. Take it easy, Quentin. Uh, I'm a killer. I have been. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, buddy, your name is Quentin, all right? Tone it down a little bit. All right. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> Oh uh, man, I cannot stand Ryden's voice in Revengeance, but that's a whole other tangent. Um, next up. Walking Dead PS3 saves may transfer to PS4 version uh of season two. Good. Good. Walking Dead I could stand. I wanted on everything. I didn't even I didn't even know that, that there would be a PS4 version of season two, to be totally honest with you. But uh Kevin Boyle and Kevin Brunner, uh executive producer and Uh, company founder at telltale games respectively tonight spoke with ign that was that was on march 6th about uh transferring game saves between both seasons of the title and both playstation models ign asked boyle about the potential for playstation 3 saves transferring to the playstation 4 version of the walking dead season 2 to which he responded quote Season two will read what you did in season one, and and that will tailor some things that happen in season season two. There'll be a lot more social and in between episode features for season two that definitely exploit uh, what the new platforms will have to offer. We're super excited about PS4 and what all the other big console manufacturers have in store. Close quotation. Uh, After pushing for clarification, Brunner disclaimed, quote, we're in close contact contact with Sony, and they understand uh, what the secret recipe for The Walking Dead is, so expect that we'll be talking about it soon. So I guess Walking Dead Season 2 confirmed for PS4, and you may be able to transfer your save file. That's all well and good. But we've got an update to Kyle's original story about Telltale Games pushing to release The Walking Dead Season 2 in 2014. Uh, We got an update to that story where Game Informer received a comment from Telltale Games indicating that CEO Dan Connors misspoke in his interview with Eurogamer and The Walking Dead Season 2 is actually on track for this year, Fall 2013. Um,
2: Which seems really unlikely, yeah. I mean, (laughs) seriously, that's so fucking soon, especially when Telltale is already working on something else, I believe, like Hmm. Fables or something like that.
0: So would that be too... When's that that other terrible-looking Walking Dead game uh, coming out? Um. In, like... A, f- a couple weeks, I think.
3: Yeah, very yeah. soon. Yeah, imminent.
0: Oh man, if they're gonna release season two later this year, I don't think it's a good idea to just release that first-person shooter at all. At all, but whatever, Activision, do what you want, yo. Um, now, guys, let's let place, place bets. Let's place bets. Uh, guys, who's is is David Hayter gonna voice Big Boss and Ground Zeroes? No. No, Tim. No, Mike.
3: Uh, I'm gonna say yes.
0: Nice, I'm with Mike on this. We're 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 two we're two versus two.
3: Um, sweet,
0: sweet. Now, uh, Walking Dead <laughs> released in uh, Walking Dead season two released in 2013 and 2014. Kyle, I I sure hope not. So 2014. Yeah, I, I yeah I'm no for 2013. Uh, well, why do you say you hope not?
2: Because I don't think they can get the game ready and up to its full potential in that amount of time. I feel like if they're you know if they're developing exclusively for ps4 you know take the time to get the hardware white to get the hardware right um you know the walking dead episodes were so notorious for their for their glitches and their frame rate issues and all that kind of weirdness so i feel like you know they are already working on another game which strikes me as weird because telltale is not a big studio so i just don't see season two happening
1: this year okay um timmy i say otherwise oh the game's in and of themselves are not exactly complicated and unlike the ps3 the ps4 has the caliber and the horsepower to compensate for any potential like lagging issues
0: okay but well you know that doesn't really i mean fuck. Dude, they, weren't so, great on, they weren't great on pc either yeah that's what i was gonna say like fuck so so is the ps3 version i mean the ps3 is more than powerful enough to run uh whatever the walking dead was presenting but it still had a bunch of uh choppy moments but whatever um But do you guys think that, let me ask you, before I get to you, Mike, do you guys think that The Walking Dead on PS4 uh, will have a new art style, will look a bit different? You know, because we definitely don't want to see the same kind of art style again. It it, is really nice, don't get me wrong. I really love that art style. I always raved about it in my reviews. But um, I think that maybe The Walking Dead Season 2 should look a little better, especially if it's going to be on PS4, you know what I mean? It would be kind of a drag to see uh, the same kind of, quality graphics uh, side-by-side on PS3 and PS4. You're just going to be expecting so much more on PS4. Um, what do you guys think?
2: Well, you could kind of liken it to the the jump from, like, the PS2 Sly Cooper games to what they looked like on PS3, right? Like, it was the same kind of general <laughs> cell-shaded idea, but just amped up even more, like, even more environmental detail. I suppose I, with The Walking Dead, they I could guess. go the other way and maybe do more of, like, a pencil-drawing style. But, but it's like a year later. Ready? Yeah, I it just all depends on how long telltale has had ps4 hardware in their hands I yeah
0: guess. which according to some ps3 devs might have been quite a while because they're all raving about it more on that later now mike mm-hmm. uh walking dead season two 2013 or 2014
3: uh to be honest with you i don't really know much about the game to really comment on that because i haven't actually played the walking dead yet i'm sorry to say you that's you a crime that, dude <laughs> yeah i know i know i know i know i'm guilty i'm guilty you'll, you'll love it though man <laughs> yeah i know um uh, okay Do, if you
1: cry meant- don't be ashamed
3: <laughs> no i've heard i heard a lot of people are crying about it, actually <laughs> um all right just just based based on what i've read on um, what i've read uh i don't know maybe early next year
0: okay so 2014 sure, i'm yeah, gonna yeah, say I don't know. 2014 as well mm. so uh speaking of these indie ish titles i don't even know if it's okay to call minecraft an indie title anymore um But Minecraft could appear on PS3 or PS4. Uh, One of the biggest gaming sensations of this generation, Minecraft... Uh, an open world creation suite is currently out on PC, Xbox, and mobile devices, uh, but the potential exists for a PlayStation 3 or PlayStation 4 version. iGamer got the chance to interview Jens Bergenstein, lead designer for Minecraft Pocket Edition, about the possibility of a game, the game coming to other devices. Bergenstein mentioned that, uh, quote, Microsoft has an exclusivity deal for consoles, and, quote, when it runs out, we'll consider Minecraft for PlayStation, but Wii U is very unlikely. Ha <laughs> ha! All right. Uh, <laughs> I'd like to see Minecraft on PS3 or PS4. I don't know why it's not there already. I guess that's an exclusivity deal, but that sucks because I, I, I actually own Minecraft on PC. I just never played it. For some reason, something's telling me that if it was on PlayStation, I know this makes no sense, but if it was on PS3, my chances to play it would be like over 9,000% higher. Uh, would you guys play Minecraft if it hit PS3 or PS4? Nope. No? <laughs> I'd probably give it a
2: try, but I'd be wary of how crazy addicting I've heard that game is. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Speaking of crazy, there's a report that Sony will have 16 million PS4 consoles available at launch. (laughs) Oh, man. According to sources from the companies making PS4 components, Sony is aiming to have 16 million, 16 million, mind you guys, like, just picture that, 16 million PlayStation 4 units available at launch this year, uh, with components shipping... Component shipments happening sometime in August. According to Digitimes, the aforementioned sources have detailed that Foxconn Electronics and Pegatron Technology uh, are manufacturing the console with the beginning phase having already started. Once August arrives, the components will do the same and full-scale console production will begin. Now, let's just fucking speculate that for a <laughs> <about> <laughs> second uh 16 million is a massive number if you like that's just that's insane i don't think that this is going to happen and i don't even think it's a good idea for sony because just in case uh ps3 kind of doesn't move off shelves as, uh, sorry ps4 doesn't move off shelves as quickly as sony wants them to this seems like a massive investment to just have 16 million units ready uh by the end of uh, 2014. That's just insane. And and this report by Digitimes says that 16 million units are going to be available for launch, which is just unheard of. There's just no reason for it at that point. No, that's just totally insane. And I, I actually, bullshit. um,
2: yeah, after reporting that story or editing it, whatever I did with it, um, I went and looked up how many the PS3 pushed at launch and Sony never really released official numbers, but estimates are there were four hundred thousand available yeah. at launch. That so this, this is just fucking crazy talk. Yeah. Basically um, I, th- I so. think
0: there I think there were three hundred and fifty thousand Wii Us at launch, if I'm if I'm correct. Uh yeah. there were about three hundred and fifty thousand Wii Us. And that's the Wii U. We're talking about developing like, you know, manufacturing a PS4 compared to our Wii U. And I know Nintendo doesn't take those bold um, stances for like how many uh, consoles they have available at launch, but still, to, for 16 million, that's just a that's just a joke. This, I, don't, I don't think that should be believed. By it. I think I think Jack Trenton had a good laugh in his office uh, when he's, when he read this headline. He's like, Bwah! oh you internet, you suck. <laughs> uh, we've got a release date for Lost Planet 3 in the U.S. and Europe. Capcom has uh, Capcom has staple gunned a Western release date to Lost Planet 3. Uh, confirming the game will launch in North America on June 25th and June 28th in Europe. Uh, Due out on PS3, PC, and Xbox 360, Lost Planet 3 is currently in development at Spark Unlimited and is set long before the events depicted in the original sci-fi actioner. Uh, So, anybody looking forward to Lost Planet 3 at all? A Lost Planet fan? I am not a Lost Planet fan, not because I don't want to be, just because I just never got a chance to play Lost Planet 1 and 2, seriously, on my own. Yeah,
3: I I never played them, but it does... um i'm quite interested in this one because it's something it's more of an open world game and it's Mm. more um story based which is pretty good plus it's a prequel as well so you know obviously having not played the other ones i think this will get you up to speed on the story and stuff so you're not really missing out um but i don't know if i get around to playing it or not okay yeah
0: all right um you guys ready for the top selling psn games for february
1: oh yeah girl i'm just gonna
0: run down this list oh yeah baby girl uh For PSN and PS3, top 20, we've got one, Journey, two, NBA 2K13, then Yu-Gi-Oh! 5Ds, Decade Duels Plus, Call of Duty: Black Ops 2, Dead Space 3, Grand Theft Auto 4, Sly Cooper: Thieves in Time, Dynasty Warriors 7, Empires, Mass Effect, Crisis 3, Ninokuni, Cooney, Wrath of the White Witch, One Piece, Pirate Warriors, Beyond Good and Evil HD, Urban Trial Freestyle, Sonic Adventure 2, NBA Jam on Fire Edition, The Cave, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale, Respect, Tokyo Jungle at number 19 and number 20, Far Cry 3, top 10 PS Vita games. Urban Trial Freestyle PS Vita. What, really? Jesus. Number yeah, two, that one kind of
1: hit. It's weird.
0: Sly Cooper Thieves in Time PS Vita. Uh, number three, Rocket Birds Hardboil Edition. Number four, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale PS Vita. Yeah, yeah. Number five, uh, Persona 4 Golden. I know Kyle's happy about that one. Number six, Plants vs. Zombies PS Vita. Number seven, Super Star-Tus Delta. Eight, Mortal Kombat. Nine, Bentley's Hack Pack. What, seriously? Ten, Sound Shapes. <laughs> PS3 DLC, Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Big surprise. A revolution. <laughs> uh elder scrolls skyrim dragonborn oh come on guys vote with your wallet it's not cool don't support bethesda in this bullshit
1: <laughs>
0: number three call of duty black ops 2 season pass number four elder scrolls 5 skyrim hearthfire number five elder scrolls 5 skyrim <laughs> dawn guard fuck guys uh number six nba 2k13 <laughs> all-star game seven assassin's creed 3 the infamy uh PSABR, fearless heavenly sword level yeah <laughs> number nine metal gear rising revengeance right in Raiden- Cut, Raiden, MGS4 Raiden Custom Body? Oh, is that DLC? I had no idea. Uh, how much is yeah, that? It's cost? from.
1: Uh, I think it's uh, $3 to look like Raiden from Metal Gear Solid so 4. White Raiden. Yeah.
0: All right. Number 10, DMC, Dell Me Cry, Costumes Pack. Uh, let, me, let me tell you something about those costumes pack. Uh, Dark Dante is just whatever. Uh, I hate the way Classic Dante looks from. Or when he has like the long white hair and the jacket. I mean, I love the idea of it. I just don't like the way he looks in the New Dominic Cry game. But there's a, there's one that's really cool. Uh, My favorite one from that costume pack that I actually bought is called, he's Neo Dante, which is basically uh Ninja yeah, Theory's you take. you like that? Yeah, I really do. Because it's kind of like Ninja Theory's take on um what Dante would have looked like if they had made the original Dominic Cry, you know? I, I guess.
1: Yeah, okay. It's cool
0: because he's got Converse. I just, I, just, I just love that he's Converse on. I really, I really like it. Um,
1: he does seem like that kind of guy in this game.
0: I got the Platinum in Del McRae, but we could talk about that more later. Uh, PS2 classics Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, Bully. All right. Rockstar, What the hell is going on here? Midnight Club 3, Dub <laughs> Edition, and number 5, Grand Theft Auto 3. Holy shit, Rockstar cleaning up the PS2 <laughs> classics. That's insane. PS1 classics, oh God, Square owns this. Number 1, FF7. Number 2, FF9. Number 3, FF8. Number 4, FF6. Number 5, FF Origins. Christ. Uh, number 5, oh sorry, top 5 PSP games. Uh, this Final Fantasy 4, The Complete Collection. Number 2, Dissidia. Duo Decim uh number three tactics the war of the lions Four, the city of prologue number five nba 2k 13 psp what (laughs) anyway uh top five minis um monopoly impossible game jetpack joyride plus 150 coins zombie racers carnivores dinosaur hunter and oh there's also a european list god damn it (laughs) all right in europe darksiders did really well uh, in, on PSN in Europe, The Cave and Journey did real well. On, on in Europe on PS Vita, Urban Trial Freestyle. What the hell? And MotorStorm RC did really well. And uh, in terms of PlayStation Classics, it's all those same games that I read to you before on PS2 and PS1 with Crash Bandicoot, One, Two, Three, Crash Team Racing: Spy of the Dragon trilogy. <gasps> all right, I'm done with that freaking <laughs> article. Sorry, guys. Um, <laughs> speaking of Rockstar and GTA. Rockstar says that releasing GTA every few years would quote downgrade the series. Now I'm so happy this is this is a thing that they said. Uh, listen up, Capcom and, and Ubisoft. Take Two's chief operating officer Carl Slatov has said that launching a new uh, Grand Theft Auto title every two years would quote degrade the series. He said to us that doesn't make any sense because Grand Theft Auto every single time it comes out is a brand new experience. Uh, he said this at the Wedbush Securities Conference, you can't possibly do that in two years. And if we did that, our product would fatigue and the franchise would degrade from a value perspective. I agree with that. And GTA 5 is out on PS3 and Xbox 360 in September. Go buy it because it'll probably be awesome. Yep. Uh Do you guys have anything to say before I move on to the next few articles because I'm catching my breath here.
3: Um, I'm not surprised they said that. I think that's probably the best thing they could have ever said. I don't really think it would be possible to... Um, you know, the scale of Grand Theft Auto is such... I think you know, they wouldn't really be able to put together a quality game in that short amount of time. I mean, what, they released Grand Theft, Grand Theft Auto, what, every four or five years, is it? Something, Something like that? Like
2: that yeah. Mm. yeah, it was more frequent back on the PS2, but it's definitely spread yeah. out uh, these
3: days. Yeah, no, that's a good point, actually, because they had... Vice, I think Vice City and then um, San Andreas for year after, or something like that, anyway. Yeah, was it no. the year after? I feel well, like three and Vice City yeah. were pretty close, maybe like no, a I year think and it a it half. And then, yeah, yeah I maybe think it not. Was Vi- no, I think it was three and Vice City that were close, and there was maybe like a year. Um, I think it was like two years after uh, Vice City, San Andreas came out, but still shorter than um, this cycle.
0: Okay. Let's uh, let's well, change we'll upset up
3: about having to wait till September for GCA
2: five, but no. Nah.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's change up the pace a little bit. Uh, I'm gonna interject the podcast with a few uh, Twitter comments and questions. Mm-hmm. I asked I asked Twitter Twitter followers, "Hey guys, got any questions or comments for Derailed episode 38?" And we got some answers back. We got one from Rob Zwetslute, former yeah. writer from PC PSU, now works for Linux Magazine. Rob Zwetslute asks. What are the best kind of burritos, barbacoa beef or carnitas pork? Well, the PlayStation experts at PSU.com, Rob, would recommend, uh, I'd say barbacoa beef. What about you guys?
2: Yeah, I'd go beef
3: as well. Pork right. and a burrito is just not, not kosher. You're asking, you're asking someone who lives on tuna and chicken and rice here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, I love I love uh, carnitas, though. It's so good. But barbacoa just takes just a takes cake from me. Tim, barbacoa I don't. beef or carnitas pork? Tim I know only his question. Jimmy John's. I know Rob's question I, is fucking retarded, but
1: whatever, just roll with it. I don't. I honestly don't eat uh, anything that's like
0: Chipotle. What? Like burritos? What? You don't eat burritos? No. How do? You, have you ever experienced happiness once in your life? <laughs> I've been to a kidoba, but I think it's a
1: makeshift of that, which is uh, Chipotle.
0: Please, please eat a Chipotle all the time. I'm asking <laughs> you. All
1: right, Today, I will go out of my way probably 90 miles to do so.
0: <laughs> okay. Fraser Miller says that he wanted to get that uh, collector's edition of God of War that you got, Tim, but he couldn't afford it. Thanks for that comment. He couldn't afford that picture that I took either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this and- also, this is another reason why you need
1: a, a Twitter mic because you could see that sweet picture that I just took.
0: Oh, yeah, that picture is amazing. Good point uh brett johnson tweets us asking what's derailed's opinion on this matter uh personally i'm a little worried by what i see and he links me to an article that ernest wrote about uh headline is is the game game industry crashing a new short documentary hints that it is now guys really quickly before i get back to news uh round table do you think that the game industry is crashing my short answer fuck no kyle no i don't all right great tim that's fine all right
1: realization
0: will Hell yeah. Nah, there's not. Alright, so <laughs> fuck that documentary. Uh, back to news. Uh, speaking of people blowing the PS4, Braid creator Jonathan Blow thinks that PS4 <laughs> may beat the next Xbox. Uh, Speaking to Edge magazine, celebrated indie dev and Braid creator Jonathan Blow indicated that Sony's positioning with the PlayStation 4 is more desirable than Microsoft's direction with the next-generation Xbox. Specifically, Blow thinks Microsoft's all-encompassing entertainment focus misses the mark, and Sony's developer-first approach makes the PS4 the next-gen platform of choice. He says, quote... To me, they all they they talk about a console that is not strictly about games. It's trying to be the center of the living room device, which is fine, and maybe it's the right thing for Microsoft to do business-wise. He explained, but he said, "quote I don't know. I actually don't think it is, but they have certainly thought about it more than me." Uh, Blow's latest game, an indie puzzler dubbed The Witness, will launch exclusively on PS4, while games may be ported to PC, iOS, or Xbox down the line. Developer Tecla Thecla Inc. has no concrete plans to do so. Now, uh, I gotta say. Number one, Jonathan Blow. Almost at the top of my list for super cool indie devs. Uh, number two, <laughs> I think it's really cool that uh, Jonathan Blow came out and he's super honest about everything. You know, he's an indie dev after all. He doesn't really care about money all that much. And he did say that Sony did not, did not offer him one penny uh, for exclusivity, which I think is really good, really good. That's just, just that's just clean business. Sony had sent him a dev kit early, and the reason why he chose to make The Witness a PS4 exclusive is because he was already working on PS4 uh, the ps4 dev kit and he had no idea as to what the durango specs would be so he just chose to make a ps4 exclusive title and he's sticking with that and i just think that's really cool i just it's really cool uh not much money was involved there and the witness looks really really badass um, it kind of confused me but hey i'll give this guy the benefit of the doubt uh braid was kind of mind-blowing what do you guys think yeah,
2: it's definitely really cool to see uh, this man's enthusiasm. That was one thing that struck me about the conference, is that Sony really kind of embraced these these names and entities you traditionally associate with Xbox, like Jonathan Blow because of Braid, and uh, Bungie with Halo and all that stuff, so... Yeah, the show was strong for that reason, and it's interesting to hear. I actually haven't played Braid. I'm kind of ashamed that I haven't. Uh, I own it on Steam, too, so it's a I weird either. thing. But, yeah. But, um, no, The Witness looks really cool and, and really just utterly gorgeous in its own kind of, like, vibrant color way.
3: Hmm.
0: Cool, yeah, man. Uh, Tim, Mike, any thoughts on The Witness?
3: Um, I haven't actually properly checked that out yet. I really should get on that.
0: <laughs> Didn't you guys watch the conference together?
3: Yeah, I did. If you, well, yeah, if you remember, my um, uh, screen kept crashing all the time, so I was oh, just shit. left with left with audio and no picture.
0: <laughs> oh damn! Uh, you yeah. guys are beasts, so Good job to uh, the writing team: uh, Kyle, Tim, Stephen, and Mike. Right? Am I forgetting anybody?
2: Yeah, we had a uh, Fraser was with us, right? Or was that uh, was that? Paul no, out?
3: that was Paul Kelly. Yeah. Paul okay. Kelly. Yeah.
0: If you guys were around on February twentieth on PSU.com, as you should have been, uh, mm-hmm. I, I think PSU.com had the best coverage of any website. Um, for that PlayStation conference, yeah, yeah. And Kyle, Tim, Mike, Frazier, and Steven, really, you guys did did an impeccable job covering the news. Good job, guys. Round of applause for you. Uh, Meanwhile, Chili, Don, that's me, hi. Uh, Timothy Weaver and Will Robinson, we were doing a live stream of podcast Derailed. It ran for, like, three hours. We had, like, uh, pre-show commentary, (laughs) post-show commentary, and we provided show show commentary during the show it was a lot of fun uh if you guys missed it you can still go back check out a lot of our articles but com was definitely the place to be for uh that conference we really rocked it boys so cool good job guys
2: yeah dude that was awesome well that was part of the yeah. thing too it was hard for us to soak in the trailer so i was just glad to like the next day just sit down and watch the show after publishing all those articles
3: yeah. Yeah, to be honest, even when it was working, I was just too busy writing stuff to watch the um, trailers, which is a shame.
0: Yeah, I can't blame you guys. You guys were writing like monsters. Um, so, Tim, did you did you give your opinion on the witness?
1: I' am gonna join Mike on his bandwagon. I have yet to really fully <laughs> enjoy what it is.
0: Okay, I, I think. Um, I think just we. I mean, we could talk about this a little bit um, after news because we haven't gotten the chance to collectively speak about the playstation conference all of us actually we, ne- we never this is the first uh podcast this is the first episode of derailed that'll go up on itunes that expresses our opinions on the ps4 conference isn't that crazy we but well, we'll talk about that, that after news um so more devs sucking the ps4's dick dishonored de- dev loves ps4 memory <laughs> specs and its social features arcane studios developers behind last year's critically acclaimed Uh, Dishonored, has expressed gratitude and great interest in PlayStation 4's substantial memory cache and extensive social features. Speaking to Eurogamer after last last week's BAFTA Game Awards, lead level designer Christophe Carrier showed his enthusiasm, quote, we need more memory, you know? (laughs) As a level designer, we're struggling against memory every day. We cut things, we remove things because there's not enough memory thankfully ps4 looks to remedy the situation uh so knowing that memory is something that is going to be improved in the next generation of consoles to us it's a joy and something that we are waiting for so basically he said memory about eight times and he's happy about that eight gigs of memory to be exact and that's absolutely fucking insane sony but you know what you seem to have turned all devs on so i'm behind you on that one eight gigs of fucking ram can you guys just like sit on that for a second like just that's insane insane i could sit on eight gigs of ram uh, and the game's designer and associate producer, Dinga Bakaba, shared similar excitement for PS4's social features and Gaikai streaming suite. He's by saying, "We are looking forward at how we can integrate all those things into our next game." Unfortunately, Arcane is ready to speak on what game that might be, but it stands to reason that more Dishonored is in our future for all things PS4. Stay tune to psc.com and podcast derailed now uh dishonored i have that game wrapped <laughs> it's still sealed and i haven't <laughs> played it yet but I, I i will soon uh i promised myself that w- what would you guys i have two games that are still sealed that i i literally that are on my pile of shame that i have not touched i'm i'm doing i'm letting you guys do this right now uh you guys can tweet at me and even vote on this but you guys right here mike heridence cal Prawl, mm-hmm. tim and for anybody that wants to give me their opinion, tweet at me at DonOther, D-O-N-O-T-H-E-R. I'll give out everybody else's Twitter later. Uh, what game should I play first? Dishonored or Need for Speed Most Wanted? Dishonored. Dishonored. Oh, jeez. Dude, Need for Speed sucks. But it's made by Criterion.
2: <laughs> but it's so glitchy. That game froze on me three times in the first 20 minutes of oh playing it. Oh, my Lord Jesus. yeah. And I have actually played half of Dishonored on PC, and it's 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 tons and tons of fun. It's a lot like Deus Ex, actually, and Bioshock.
0: Okay. Tim, so. Dishonored, Need for Speed.
1: Well, Tim's dead. I can't. I can't exactly say that my opinion on Need for Speed Most Wanted is based in the same realm as, like, Kyle's. I've been playing it on the Vita, and it's been glorious.
2: Okay. That's fair. I mean,
1: the Vita and the PS3 could be two different beasts. Yeah. In principle, it works so well. If it really is the case with the PS3 version, then I would definitely skip it and go to Dishonored.
0: All right, uh, Tim, you sound a little down. Let me me get you up. Speaking of getting things up. (laughs) Speaking of getting things up. Suda51 is horny. That's a quote. Suda51 is horny for the PS4. That's more developers oh, being horny. I did this one. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did, Mike. You totally did it. Suda51 is, quote, horny for the PS4. Now, this is the fucking best headline I've seen all week. Uh, grass hany- uh, resist, grasshopper. Grass can't can't resist being horny grasshopper manufacturer (laughs) bigwig goichi suda has used some choice words to express his excitement for sony's playstation 4 speaking in famitsu's magazine translated by edge suda spoke highly of the platform's cloud streaming service and confirmed that not only will grasshopper being making uh being making ps4 games for ps4 but gung-ho and acquire will too uh, "Quote: Thinking about the future of this stuff and then constructing and outputting something appealing is our job as game designers, and from that challenge we can take new strength. And that makes me horny," <laughs> said the <Soda> fifty-one. <laughs> He said, I can't go into detail at this stage, but for sure the new challenge is exciting. During PlayStation meeting 2013, Sony showed such a strong vision. Now we have to decide how to find our own victories uh, within that present games and express the grasshopper world. Yada, yada, yada. And that makes me horny again, he added. (laughs) Suda51, you're at the top of my uh, triple, I guess. Is it fair to call him a triple A developer? I'll call him an A a A and a half developer or a double A A developer. a developer. I would call him a B developer. Uh, but it's a good, a pop- uh, like a great B developer, like a great yeah. B movie developer. I, I, really enjoyed Lollipop Chainsaw.
1: It's much like uh, the, in terms of like movies, like to, to do a comparison, yeah. it'd be like
0: the old school uh, Indiana Bryan Jones House movies or like Planet yeah. All right, whatever. Suda Fifty One, you make me horny, baby. Uh, Have you met him, Don? Yeah, I met him at PAX East 2011. We stood they right beside each out. other and we touched. We touched <laughs> hands. What? What you <laughs> think it? I was gonna say? uh yeah i met him he's a super cool guy you know what i love about suda is he's super cool like he you can walk up to him and pax is a place where there's a bunch of um there's a bunch of you know just regular fans walking around the assholes no i'm kidding uh we love you guys um there but there's just a bunch of regular people running around and they see suda and they're like oh my god suda and when, whenever suda sees press he's just like oh, so, how do you how did I come here uh anyway it was super easy to approach suda you know what his his translator uh the pr girl she was kind of mean uh he wanted to keep on talking to me i was talking to him about playstation move stuff and what he thought about sony and the ps3 and she just kept cutting me off being like he wanted to answer me uh but like once she would repeat the question to him in japanese he would start answering and then she'd just be like no you know what well we you know what i'm about to cock block you he doesn't want to talk about that i'm like what um uh, so his translator wasn't so cool, but Suda, God, he was awesome. Um, cool man. Yeah, man, Suda is really cool. He's he's super. He's he's like laughing. Like I'm just talking to him. He's just he's having a good time. He's laughing, talking about how crazy his games are, and he's actually self-aware. He knows that his shit's insane. So <laughs> all right, blah um, What else we got? No more developers sucking Sony's PS4. <laughs> uh, we've got an update on the PS Vita 2.6. firmware update. Uh, It was announced yesterday and it was released yesterday. PSNStores.com reported that uh, 2.6 was live yesterday night on Vita. And what does it do, Kyle? Uh, It's in... Fucking! I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, you <laughs> remember,
2: <laughs> software. And, uh, <laughs> software stability features. That was it. That was the uh, the, the ambiguous tweet. There's no uh, official patch notes, as far as I'm aware.
0: No official patch notes. Patch notes. It's one of those updates that's like, wow, we've improved stability. However, our own Tim Noons, you know that guy, right? Uh, uh-huh. You were experiencing issues with one or some of these titles, like Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2 Plus, Little King Story, and MLB 13: The Show, right? Uh, yeah. And then after the patch, what, well, like, what issues specifically? With the show? Or yeah, in general.
1: Um, I don't know. There weren't really issues with the show. What do you mean?
0: I don't know. That that's with, what for, this uh, this article says.
2: You were having like lockups or something, right? Like the games kept closing out to the bubble menu, leading up to oh. the firmware update.
1: Oh, excuse me. Um, Tim's I was like talking about the PS3 version.
0: Tim, are you drunk? <laughs> are you listening at all? Would you like me to be? Are you playing God of War Ascension? God damn it, you better not be. Th- thanks for coming. If anyone gets that reference, I will give you
1: $5. Tim, so what do you think about the Rest- game? <laughs> <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> Rest in peace, Kevin Butler. Okay, I'm done. What now? <laughs> okay, Um. yeah, uh, what do I think of the game? Or do you want to talk about the issues?
0: Holy shit, Tim, what issues were you having? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Rest in peace, Kevin Butler. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would be playing a game and uh, completely out of nowhere it would just be functioning fine I almost slipped on there but it, uh, it would just say <laughs> error has occurred it would close the game and it would require ask me if I want to send an error or just fuck off and it I said uh, that it, in a lot of technical kinder words um, but I, I so I, every time I sent it off and I'm sure I guess they responded to my feedback <laughs> but um and it happened with uh <laughs> it happened with mlb 13 the show it happened with uh um little king story and it happened with oh my god what was the third one
0: mlb the show no ninja guy and sigma plus two that thing yep the sequel of a se- the port of a port excuse me tim
2: have you had that, any food today are yeah you okay? dude are you all
1: right
0: <laughs> i haven't had any food today actually jesus TrueStory.com does not recommend going on PS uh, Podcast derail without having consumed any food. You might die. Um, breaking out with that. Hey guys, breaking news! Two breaking news. All right, well it was a fucking update. 2.06 is announced. Go get it if you want. If you don't want to, then just don't get it. Then just be quiet and have all your games crash. Uh, breaking news. Well, it's not that breaking, but we're talking about people sucking the PS4s blow. <laughs> what? We were talking about people Jonathan blowing the PS4, right? And then Game GameStop just came out and they're all like. Yo, PS4, quote, showing strong demand. The reaction following Sony's PlayStation 4 announcement is positive so far, and there are solid numbers coming out to prove it. Uh, GameStop has reported that the PS4 is, quote, showing strong demand in just under a month since the console is unveiling. In a statement, GameStop president Tony Bartel said that, quote, with only a glance at the PS4, gamers are excited and eager to know more. Within just a few weeks, more than 600,000 people have signed up for the first to know list, showing strong demand for the new console. Um, guys... Let's just let's just sit back and just think about what's happening here. Oh, we'll speculate on this in a little bit, but Sony somehow fucking smartened the fuck up, and I think they're about to own the next generation. That's what it seems like. But more on that soon. Uh, last news bit, and then we're done. Actually, no shit. I said there was two new breaking news. Uh, PSN update. The PS Store update just went live. Uh, kind of early, actually, if you ask me. Oh yeah, it's been the uh,
1: last few weeks. It's been somewhere around like negative 30 hours after it should have been
0: what anyway yep. so it's PS- been pretty late it's been pretty ridiculously late <laughs> uh you got ps3 games quantum theory for $29.99 like i said you got dark resurrection 14 psych yourself 6 heavy fire shattered spear nineteen ninety nine. ps vita puzzle by nikolai 5 sudoku four ninety nine. uh all of those ps1 imports are five ninety nine uh you got a bundle of scott pilgrim versus the world the ultimate gaming edition ultimate game edition 14.99 jesus that's late and that is too expensive mm-hmm. um for playstation plus u- users we got uh joe danger the move joe danger 2 the movie for free You yeah, yeah. uh you got some discounts off of the scott pilgrim stuff uh man that scott pilgrim stuff is so late and you got a one week only um ubisoft sale should i run through this list that's a lot of games i'll just go uh, the, the the worthy ones uh, and that's it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> actually, Don, while we're still on this like very brief subject, I would like to uh, propose getting uh that that game we talked about last night. Oh my God, where is it? Where is Dungeon that?
0: Hunter Alliance. Yes. Uh, originally retailing for. 26 dollars on PS Vita is now 13 22 $13.22. $13.22 if you're a PlayStation Plus member. Now, be wary. Don't listen to Tim Noons. He's drunk. Uh, this is a <laughs> Diablo clone. It's four players. Now, only if you have two or more friends. This will be This will be terrible to go on this adventure yep. alone uh but it's 13 bucks hey if you want to play something like diablo dungeon hunter dungeon crawler pick up dungeon hunter alliance uh, if you're a playstation plus member i wouldn't recommend it for 26.99 though uh what else we got here we've got assassin's creed bloodlines that psp game that i heard wasn't so good it's now 9.79 um what else we got the prince of persia trilogy is 15 no sorry it's 19 bucks Eh, whatever it's not too great of a price uh sean white snowboarding is 10 bucks how about
1: Shoot Many Robots, 1,500,000 Nuts add-on? Sure. Yeah. Oh, I can't. $5. I, can't. I, I have to recommend
0: is. this one. Uh, you guys, I, I wrote a piece about this at the beginning of 2011, 2011, or what's it? 20, 2012. I can't remember. Oh, yeah. No, it was at the beginning of 2012. Uh, Outland, one of my favorite PSN games, is now $4.89 for PS Plus members. Oh, that's uh, a good deal. Yeah, Outland so good. Uh, made by Housemark, published by Ubisoft. Housemark made Super Stardust and Detonation. Anyway, uh, leaving leaving this week, so this is your last chance to get it. For instance, instant PlayStation Plus collection, uh, Foosball 2012 and Dungeon Defenders. So, if you haven't picked those up, make sure to download those ASAP. Uh, and that's it for. Oh, we got two soundtracks: The God of War 2 original soundtrack and The God of War 3 original soundtrack for $10 each. And that's about it. I guess that's all the interesting things. There might be more, but we're running along. We're running. Uh, so. One more news bit. Uh, Ron Gilbert departs from Double Fine. This is kind of surprising to me. Uh, Monkey Island creator Ron Gilbert has announced his departure from Double Fine. Gilbert joined the studio last year to work on his latest project, The Cave, which was released as a downloadable title in January. That's coming to PS Plus members in North America soon, by the way. Uh, However, writing on his Grumpy Gamer blog, Gilbert said, quote, It's time for me to leave and move on from Double Fine and plot my next move. So many games love to be designed. Uh, the game's designer had nothing but good things to say about Tim Shaver's studio, though, adding, I quote, I want to thank all the amazing people at Double Find for all their hard work on the cave. It was a true pleasure to work with every one of them over the past two years. So much fun. I will miss them all. And of course, to Tim, he's talking about you. Good. For creating the opportunity to come there and make the cave. What do you guys think about that? That's a surprise to me, the fact that Ron Gilbert left. I don't know. Yeah,
3: I thought he might have stuck around for another game or two. Yeah. That's a bit of. Um,
0: He's, he was there for like two years.
3: Yeah, yeah. Just making the cave, wasn't it? I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, I'm surprised. I thought he might have stuck there um, um, a while longer or so, but I guess he likes to diversify. Fair play to him. Mm. But I think he's making, I think I wrote this story and I think I'm, he's making a new game on iOS and it's like he's got this absurdly long title it oh, yeah. should be in the story there. <laughs> it's it's, it's, a, it's a
0: really catchy name. It's uh, Scurvy Scullywags, The Voyage to Discover the Ultimate Sea Shanty, colon, a Musical Match 3 Pirate RPG. All right, Ron Gilbert, good luck. <laughs> um, no, really good luck. He He, 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 he brought out the cave. Uh, early in February, uh, we reviewed it. Dane Smith reviewed it, gave it a 7.5. Said a graphic adventure game that has A humor but lacks the substance to be an everlasting gem. Great for a single run through or to enjoy a laugh with friends, but once the laughs die down, so does the game. Only lovers of the genre will keep coming back for thirds and fourths. He liked the witty and fun humor, the different level designs, character variety, however, he disliked the game ruining bugs. Easy puzzles and the limited replayability. Seven five, the cave. Uh, and that's it for news. Whew, that was a big week for news. Um,
3: <laughs> How many news stories did I miss? <laughs> I don't
0: know, bro. Wait, no, not much. You, you came in at the beginning, so maybe two or three, four, oh, cool. five, sixteen. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. There was just a bunch of news. So guys, what do you want to get to next? You want to talk about PS4? What we've been playing? You guys decided to derail. It, it doesn't really matter.
2: We gotta talk PS4, dude. It's been you know we've 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 had like two three weeks to stew over that conference, and boy was that a show. True
0: dad.
3: Yeah, I echo that. Uh,
0: before we get to that, I just want to read uh, some emails. We got we got an email from Goglosh. I don't know who that is, but he said <laughs> uh, he doesn't he didn't include a name. He says I was just wondering if you guys think Sony should spend this upcoming event talking about the PS4. He's talking about the uh, the PS4 the PS Four conference uh talking about the ps4 and revealing as much as they can about the system and the hardware and maybe teasing some games but then going to e3 and talking about just games and showing some of the trailers for ps4 and focus more and more on the vita as well instead of talking about the same things that they may talk about i don't know what he's saying but uh, i'm guessing he's saying if um if basically we think it was a good idea maybe I'll just me translating it uh he's asking if it's a good idea uh if it was a good idea for sony to have spoken Uh, solely about the PS4 and not just spent a lot of time talking about games. What Sony did on the February 20th conference is they did show a lot of games, but most of the two hours was spent to detailing the PS4 and what it could do. And he asked if it's a good idea for Sony to keep the games for E3. I think, yes, it is because that Mm -hmm. February 20th conference was them selling the console. Um, I think that, sure, they did show games, which was a surprise to me how many games they did show. But E3 is really where you're going to want to show uh, your big guns. Like, uh, they didn't show any of their really big exclusives. I'm sure at E3 they'll show something about a new God of War, maybe. Uh, something from Polyphony about Gran Turismo, some new Vita titles for sure. But, um, and specifically. That's really dog. Yeah, definitely, man. And specifically for the Vita, like you said, Gag Lausch, uh, um, I, I They kind of ignored the Vita on February 20th. Uh, but I expect the Vita to ha- have a lot of uh, big announcements on, e- on this E3, which is what, in like 90 days?
3: um yeah uh, yeah it's yeah soon. we've got 90, that countdown timer: 17 around. hours
0: <laughs> 51 51 minutes and 15 seconds uh so yeah what do you guys think do you think that it was a good idea for sony to focus almost exclusively on the console itself
3: yeah definitely as you said they're selling the console you know it's gonna be a formal announcement they're gonna they need to tell everyone what it's about and everything drum up excitement and everything and e3 is more of a but you know that's where you, you're going to go hands on with the games and stuff. They first need to establish what the console can do, so people are actually going to be interested in it. You know, and in this case, they had they've got the um, social features, which is a huge part of PS4, and they needed to make that clear, as well as the um, new controller as well. Mm. And obviously, it paid off from the look of, from the reactions. Definitely. And like uh, you said, i those, sure. though, sorry, carry on. Go go for it.
2: I was going to branch right off of what you said, and on those lines, I think they did. They made all the best moves to get me excited for PS4 without like giving me too many things I could pick apart as negatives. You know, They showed a lot of really awesome game footage. We have incredible screenshots to look at, incredible trailers of... of, I mean, Mike and Tim can vouch for me here when I say that the four of us were just fucking stunned during that Killzone trailer. I mean, we were just blown... We were blown away completely, and I felt that way throughout. So not only did they impress me with the games and come right out and say, yeah, you have all these games that all look awesome to look forward to at launch, they also showed in my opinion just enough of the social features and the kind of streaming thing to confirm what I was hoping for which was their huge remote play focus but not to like get bogged down in all these technical details which I still have questions about but that's fine they didn't like dwell on some of those points yeah totally man
0: um just before we get too off topic onto the PS4 thing I know that's what we're going to talk about uh, for the majority of this ending uh, Brett Johnson sends an email saying hope you're feeling better what you need Don and holy shit that press conference was just amazing I'm so excited uh, knowing that Playstation hasn't forgot about what matters most, the gamers thanks for asking me about my knee man uh, for listeners to Podcast Derailed I dislocated my kneecap uh, about three weeks back it was terribly painful and it's still hurting me today but it's doing a lot better and I'm walking which is a good thing um Ouch. Yeah, dislocating your kneecap. Guess what? Not fun. <laughs> uh, I kind of. Why did you actually
3: do that?
0: Well, let's just say that I was, I fell. So I fell, and when I hit the floor, I, uh, I was at a bar. I was at a bar in Montreal, and I, <laughs> I fell. I hit the floor. Uh, I kind of got pushed, but whatever. Um, and when I hit the floor, my my leg was like locked closed. And when I put my hands on my leg. Uh, I basically covered my knee because it was in like splitting pain. I realized that my kneecap wasn't where it should be, like i.e. the front. It was ninety degrees to the right, and that oh. really freaked me out. Um, so I I tried my friends tried, uh, my friends tried lifting me up, and I fell right back on my ass. I didn't even know why. They tried lifting me up again and my friend lifted me up so fast second time that I kind of hyper my knee and it just pops my kneecap right back into place thank god
2: Oh <laughs> Oh my god wait what the fuck's going on
0: Yeah he my my buddy like kind of saw that I had fell down and he thought he, he I if had fell down for a second time when I tried standing up and uh like kind of my friends just kind of swarmed me and pushed everybody else the fuck out of the way and um my buddy just like shot me up like mike Harrington style kind of rocketed me up into the air <laughs> uh like with the power of three like uh, with the power of like half of mike Harrington. so you know how fucking strong that is um and he did it so fast that it kind of my leg shot straight uh just by the way i got up uh and it just like literally i felt it my kneecap just went like tuck right back into place and that was really painful here's the fucked up part about that is i just walked i, I kind of after that i i i didn't know what was happening i kind of got all woozy and um then when when, when things kind of started coming back to normal my friends just kept pouring drinks in my face They're like man are you all right i'm like yeah yeah i'm all right and about 10 minutes after that i got super woozy super dizzy and my friends were like holy shit you're as white as a ghost i started sweating everything i thought i was gonna faint i thought i was gonna pass out like i couldn't like, really stand up i had to sit down on the couch and i was just completely out of it when i went to the doctor the next morning um i had i had mentioned that and i was like listen doc uh yeah something fucked up happened after this i kind of almost passed out and what the doctor said is oh that's totally normal you almost went into shock i'm like what he's like yeah your body went into shock basically what happened is when your kneecap got misplaced your body uh kind of like started in, uh like a like a defense mechanism where it shot adrenaline throughout your whole body so that you could take it and i'm like holy shit my body's awesome And he's like, yeah, but once that adrenaline kind of got flushed out 10 to 15 minutes later, uh, (laughs) you almost went into shock because that's what your body was doing without the adrenaline. I'm like, oh, great. So guys, ladies and gentlemen, don't dislocate your kneecap. It sucks. It sucks. Which is why I couldn't couldn't move for like a a week. Uh, Only during the second week is where I could actually walk properly. So for that week, I played the shit out of Devil May Cry, hence the platinum. But either way, thanks for asking, Brett. Uh, Really nice of you. We've got another email before we, we get too off topic. We got another email from Bill the Noon saying, you've probably noticed that PSU has an official Dust 514 podcast. If you could give a shout out to Deadmud, Zaitsez, and Deadskin for the, from the PSU Corporation for keeping me alive. And if you could also tell Dubois and Vag-I-Lenol <laughs> uh, to stop slacking, it would be greatly appreciated. Hey, listen, guy, Duboy and Vag-I-Lenol, stop slacking. And where'd you get your PSN IDs? Fuck. Also, PSU Ghost Syndicate is always recruiting, so find us on PSU.com forums or on Dust. All friendly people are encouraged to join with this awesome group of people. Guys, Dust 5 on 4, it's going to be a big game. I hope it's definitely one of the most ambitious titles I've ever seen created by CCP Games, just in general, uh, by the gaming industry, period. Um, and PSU is the place to go for all Dust 5 on 4, news, updates, clans, everything. Just head to the PSU forums, and you'll find our uh, our Dust Corp. These guys are hard freaking core who heads up all this dust stuff by the way is it alex hell yeah yeah, he's uh,
2: he's the club president
0: ghost rain alex locker right am i pronouncing it okay cool Uh, just check out psc.com forums if you're a dust fan uh hook up with these guys these guys are awesome and they're they're freaking dust pros already um i'm thinking of maybe giving it a a, a try with these guys i mean I, i figure like these guys will kind of guide me through everything uh they're probably already pretty rich they're I wouldn't be surprised if the PSU Corp was one of the uh, the most powerful in the beta so far. It's an open beta now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, okay, one more. We got a tweet from Ted. Uh, his, his his Twitter handle is at ShaftN01. So Shaft number one. Uh, By the way, Brett Johnson is at Gamer Musician, if you're interested. Uh, Ted says, why does PlayStation get such a hard time in general compared to Xbox? In the U.S., it seems no matter what Sony tries and does. Uh, He also said that 90% of the gaming media always spews negative stuff. So, guys, why does a PlayStation get such a hard time in the U.S. compared to Xbox?
2: I think I think to address the second part of his question I think like the the media bias against PS3 has definitely shifted in the last oh, yeah. 2 or 3 years especially with uh with PlayStation Plus and just some the undeniable uh, stream of awesome exclusives but I mean as far as like like I think he's definitely right that like in in the United States there does seem to be a bias against PlayStation amongst casual gamers and like I would just point to like I mean, I can even remember back in the PS2, Xbox days. Like among like my junior high friends and whatever, it was considered cooler to have an Xbox because you had Halo. You know, you had the Halo Two parties going on at night, and that must have carried forth through the the PS3 and 360 gen. And it probably wasn't hard to keep that stereotype when the PS3 came out at $600.
3: That's yeah. so different to how things are over here. It's amazing. It's all about PlayStation <laughs> over here. That's <laughs> pretty cool. Mm.
0: Uh, and 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 in Japan as well. I remember reading one of your articles, Mike. About, actually, when mm-hmm. I was I was gathering information for my Virgil's Downfall review, I was reading your uh, I was reading one of your news posts about because I was curious about how DMC sold. And you had written in a news post that DMC was at the number one spot in Japan, despite having sold less than half as much as DMC Four did in its launch, which I thought yeah, was really yeah, interesting. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, so PS3 skew of DMC Four on uh, top number one out of 20 Xbox 360 SKU, not even on the list. So that just goes to show how much more PS3 games sell in Japan than Xbox 360. It's really just an America thing. America! Uh, you guys love your Call of Duty and your Maddens. Oh shit, we do here too. But um, you so, know, yeah. I, as for the... Uh, no as, for <laughs> 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 no as for the uh, the bias, like Kyle said, I, I, I definitely have to agree. The first few years... Uh, it was it was definitely because 360 was available first. A lot of journalists, since it's their job, they had to jump on jump on the bandwagon, get uh, what was was available uh, right away. 360 had a year head start, and then you know once you own the console, you start developing whether or not you like it or not. Uh, most of the, for them probably start developing some bias. You're getting achievements. You're kind of building yourself into the Microsoft ecosystem. So we saw a lot of press outlets. Uh, I mean, I mean, that's the places that matter, right? I mean, there's still a shitload of PlayStation fans. I mean, shit, PSU is uh, prime example of how many PlayStation fans there are. Um, but what ends up happening is all the press kind of picked up, most members of the press picked up an Xbox and you start getting tied into that console. So that's what happened. And the PS3 comes out a year later. It had a few less online. Uh, well, actually, a lot of a lot less online uh, functionalities, and and you know didn't have trophies for a while. But now PS4, P- sorry PS3 really did a good job of catching up. Uh, I think that uh, like the Kyle said, the undeniable value of PlayStation Plus just speaks to you know you you've seen uh, a lot of a lot of the big uh, journalists like even from IGN, GameStop, whatever. A lot of them now prefer to game on their PS3 and moving forward uh look what's happening with the ps4 it just looks like sony learned from all the mistakes they made with the ps3 and it looks like they're in a position to kind of swallow the next generation i mean nintendo certainly isn't with the wii u that was a big fuck up um now the spotlight's on microsoft to see if they can counter sony sony has such such strong momentum going for them and i think it's so fucking brilliant everything they did at that conference which we're about to talk about but uh yeah to answer your question ted yeah it sucks but hey uh the bias biased people will be biased there always be some bias you can call us biased, maybe for liking playstation but shit i like to think that i'm uh well-rounded and i give everything a chance but um i love I, I love the i love the franchise i love playstation some of my favorite games ever have been on playstation platforms and you know what sony's always treated me treated me well they never really fucking forgot about me like nintendo did single tier but um yeah man i hope that answered your question now that playstation 4 conference holy shit right
3: oh, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, girl. <laughs> oh
0: fuck! I'm so happy you just did that. <laughs> uh, all right. So Kyle, give me your highlight of the conference, bro. That is tough. I think Swear my in-
2: no, <laughs> fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> no, honestly, I think my my highlight was was the first. Um, you know, I, I guess I shouldn't say first. Killzone Shadowfall was not the first game they showed, but it was the first. Like stunningly evident uh, picture of what next gen is going to look like. I mean, I sat through that trailer. My jaw was dropped. I was shouting profane things. I was stunned at just the vibrant colors, the lens flare, the shaders, the the detail, everything that was happening in this this war torn Vecten city. It was just, it was fucking incredible. And I think that was my standout moment simply for being my first exposure to what the next six seven years of gaming history is going to look like, or at least start looking like.
0: Yeah, man. Uh, I gotta say, well, so what was your least favorite part? I mean, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. dude. Square Square
2: Enix sh- shouldn't Fuck, have yeah. shouldn't have come. They, they should, they should not. not have. There's oh. no fucking way. Like, I don't understand because I mean, the the show is put on by Sony. You know, every single person who gets up there, it's 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 deals with Sony partnerships. They they have all these things planned out and rehearsed ahead of time. And you're telling me that somebody at Sony somewhere along the line did not say, hmm, maybe we should get Square to show something new or not show something at all. Yeah. It's just for, for how well produced and how mind-blowingly awesome the rest of that show was, Square was just this disgusting sore spot <laughs> on the whole project. There's just, there's just nothing there. There it's, was no reason for them to be on stage.
0: Kyle sounds harsh. But I can't fucking agree with him more. What the hell were you guys doing on stage following up all that awesome shit? I mean, uh, Mark Cerny, that's his name, right? The lead uh, engineer on PS4, Mark Cerny, that's his name, right? Yeah, dude, creepy eyes. Creepy eyes. But listen, I know he looks a little bit weird and he looks a little bit sketchy, and I probably wouldn't want to be in an alley with him at night. But uh, the guy's super comfortable with talking to an audience. And you know what? You know what's fucking brilliant about Sony uh, with the, P- the development of PS4? They weren't like we used our own fucking insane engineers who have dead eyes and no soul to build the place. <laughs> no, they're like, who the fuck are we going to get to be the lead engineer for PS4? A guy with a background in video games. He's he's he works at Naughty Dog. Who fucking better to get? To work on PS4's architecture, then a fucking developer. Jesus, Sony, something happened. Sony, like, something happened at Sony. The stars aligned, and they're like, okay, guys, we're going to put aside all our bullshit. We're going to ignore the fact that our different branches in the UK, Japan, and North America just flat out don't get along. Uh, we're all going to fucking work together on this, all right? Stop fucking slacking, fuck, because Microsoft's stealing this shit from us.
2: Yeah, um, dude. By comparison, Square's presence there was just, just, just a fucking disgrace. Like yeah, there's, travesty.
0: Yeah. It should, it should, they should have not showed up. And if they did show up, show a, just show a logo. Show something. Everybody else showed something except for Square Enix. What the hell is up with that? They showed a year-old tech demo, which does not count in my book. Sure, Capcom showed a tech demo too, but at least that was brand new, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, Square showed that year-old tech demo and then saying, please, please be excited for it, <laughs> Where we think maybe we'll have something to show you. Maybe we might have a fucking game. It's going to be a Final Fantasy, we think. We don't even have a fucking logo because we don't know what's going on. We don't know if it's going to be PS4 exclusive. We don't know what the fuck Microsoft's going to announce. Maybe it'll be for the fucking Xbox 720. I don't know. Just please be excited for E3 because we have no idea what we're doing. So we'll have more info there. And you know what's going to happen at E3? probably just a teaser trailer they're not gonna show shit because i guarantee you that square doesn't have shit ready and they aren't working on anything because that company is backwards as hell fuck
2: (laughs) (laughs) i never on dude i never fucking expected i didn't think my opinion of square enix could go any lower uh before the playstation meeting and now i just don't even like i don't think about them anymore they're not a player in console gaming for me yeah totally that's, that's neither here nor there. No, Killzone Shadowfall just absolutely blew my mind. Um, I think Capcom's deep down. Uh, if that was real gameplay, I mean, there's debate over that, and they did show a UI and all this other stuff. That looked, it looked like a Dark Souls could actually get behind and have fun with um and then they ended on a strong note like like bungie coming out like these like the the halo masters coming out to end a sony conference with a game that has exclusive content on ps4 was just such an ace in the hole it was a great moment
0: yeah definitely man um now my my highlight probably i mean when so, so if you watch the live stream you'll see how just like immediately how upset i was uh you could go back on you if you go on youtube and and then search playstation derailed you can actually watch the conference um i mean the commentary we adding to the conference and you could see my disdain for square enix's announcement immediately immediately like as soon as they said at e3 i was just like bah! i shot up my hands i was like oh you old fucking crazy people but um mm-hmm. my highlight i gotta say i mean shit watchdogs looked amazing watchdogs was a game that was being played and it, it, it was you know, it was a live demo, and it just looked like something that I wanted to be playing right now. Uh, Watchdogs looks super good, but the th- I'm a I'm a huge Infamous fan. Um, I'm a huge Infamous fan, so. Uh... I just think that Second Son looks really good. I think that Sony's really smart for not branding these with numbers, like not saying Killzone 4 and Infamous 3. And this is kind of like a, hey, you missed you missed the other titles in the in the series before this. Um, then sure, jump in here, um, no problem. You can jump into Second Son or Killzone, uh, Shadow Fall, whatever. Uh, so I think Second Son, Infamous, and uh, Watch Dogs probably my highlight. I gotta say, I got so, you know what would have been my highlight, uh, Blizzard. Uh, when they walked out onto stage, I kind of shot my pants, but then it was just Diablo. I, I'm a big fan of Diablo, but I kind of got tired of, on it, up uh, on PC. I just think it'll work amazing on, um, it'll work very well on PS3 and PS4 with that four player couch co-op. Um, now, as I understand it, Kyle and Tim, you guys got to take off soon, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, we do. So uh, a few so, minutes from now. Yeah. Sure, sure. So, uh, you guys can wrap up your opinions about the PlayStation 4 stuff. Uh, and I guess Mike and I could round off the podcast. I still good. gotta talk about what we've been playing and what we've uh, reviewed recently. If you guys want to talk about what you've been playing and the PS4 conference, do so now. Yeah, Tim, go ahead. I've I've said my piece. Tim, uh, highlight even, even
1: though uh even though uh Killzone Shadowfall put a lot of blood in my nether realm, I uh I really it just sat so well with me yeah. the social connectivity of what the PS4 is gonna do. I like the fact that for instance I can get one moment in uh, Call of Duty, uh, the final kill of a map. It was in uh, Black Ops. I threw a grenade up on like a top level, and it hit this guy in the head. and That was an insta-kill, and that was the final kill, so that was the kill cam. Oh, beautiful. That, situations like that, is what will make that share function shine. Yeah. I want to share that shit. It's not just going to be a goddamn story, right? Yeah, dude. It's like, look at this shit. You can do that with everything, literally everything. And the fact that you can put this on a social network, which will essentially be the PS4, blow Facebook out of the water, forget Twitter, Instagram can go straight to hell.
2: Yeah, dude. Not only that, I mean... Just, like, I, I foresee such an advent of, like, gaming celebrities uh, next generation. Not that we don't already have that through, like, StarCraft and other things on, like, Twitch TV. But, but like you said, like, being able to integrate your your streams and your video clips to, like, Ustream, like, a super popular gaming platform to Facebook, um, just really creates the potential to have those amazing gaming moments. I mean, like, I envision this, like, amazing PlayStation gaming future where I'm, like, doing homework, watching Don Get his ass kicked by knack, you know, <laughs> just off in the just off to the side. Like I don't have to be actively engaging, but I'm watching my friends play these games as like my own entertainment. I could take my Vita with me to class, play kill zone shadow fall through streaming oh. when i'm between classes you know yeah, come back so. home i mean everything's just your files are, are constantly synced in the background you're not moving memory cards you're not manually connecting usb cables everything's just always ready no matter what device you're playing on whether it's the bedroom in town in your home whatever you're doing it's just amazing gaming experiences and i cannot wait for that
0: they did exactly what I wanted them to in that they took the PS Vita and said, hey, guys, this is going to be the best fucking peripheral for the PS4. And that's just that's just such an added value. I already love my Vita. Hopefully, this will convince more people to buy one. And hopefully, that means we'll get more games. Tim, what was your low light, your part you hated the most? Well, I don't want
1: to take the easy route. And say
0: Square Enix, derp to derp. Uh, but <laughs> derp to derp, I don't know, man. I don't think that's the fucking easy route. I think that's the, the the fucking concrete fucking answer, man. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that even though
1: Watch Dogs is intriguing and I want to play it, it was a low point for me. Ooh, <laughs> Jesus, Tim. Now hang on. Hang on. It's not so like it's a bad low point. But the fact... Be <laughs> ready for this, Don, okay? I'm fucking ready. Put your hand on the tables. <laughs> on the tables? On the, on the, both of them. I, don't, I know you have more than one. The point is, I don't like the fact that this looks like a, a essentially an HD version of Assassin's Creed. Um, it gets me.
0: <laughs> okay, Tim. I don't like Watch Dogs Noons. Oh, that was just that, <laughs> no. that, that, that term was just coined <laughs> by Kyle Brawl. Uh, go ahead, just, go ahead and disregard my disclaimer at the beginning. That's what <laughs> I that, disregard my disclaimer. That's what I'm going to call you from now on. Hashtag uh, so much hate. Hashtag, <laughs> I just I don't know. How could that be? A, it, it. So you said it looked like a, a high res version of Assassin's Creed. First of all, why is that a bad thing? And how does that make sense?
1: <laughs> well, as more Assassin's Creed games have come out, more and more issues have arisen. So that means. That if this is going to be a high-def version, essentially, of Assassin's Creed, we're going to have a new set of issues.
0: Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? At, At least Ubisoft showed the don't... fucking game.
1: Okay, fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely jump on the bandwagon that Square Enus can suck a donkey one. but.
0: <laughs> Alright, I respect <laughs> uh, that. It just gets me. Alright. And, um... and,
1: and I want to clear the air because Don is going to not talk to me and blame <laughs> me for every co-op <laughs> trophy he's never had. And say that I am an asshole. But my point, I I do. I want to get Watch Dogs. I plan on buying the shit out of that game when it comes out. But I dislike the fact that it looks right now, in the limited amount of airspace that it's had, that looks like Assassin's Creed.
2: Dude, I will give you that. Especially the the, the gameplay demo they showed during the show had a lot of, um, just even in the visual style, a lot of those kind of... Uh, what do you, what, what what would you call them like those Wi-Fi like hacking connections being made and like the the location of your mini map and kind of his the, what looked like the same kind of freeform parkour system that's in Assassin's Creed I'll definitely give you that the gameplay looked very similar and um, thankfully I guess or or maybe it's maybe it's what's deceiving me is that the game also looks really similar to Grand Theft Auto in a lot of ways like almost like an Assassin's Creed Grand Theft Auto hybrid and that Gives me more faith in the final product, but maybe that's an intentional, you know, kind of deception that. to make people fall in love with it.
1: Mm. I hear that, but what might, what will essentially make me look like a flamboyant piece of shit was that the end was something that was potentially teased at the end of the trailer when uh, he was getting when well, he was escaping on the train and that camera had that uh that like multiplayer little menu over it. Mm, yeah. If if the the core game has that in it, where you are not only going against the people of Chicago, like, the city of Chicago, the whole thing, you're also playing against real people in real time.
2: Yeah, that would be... I will shut
1: my fat mouth.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Dude, that's what I want to know, because, like, the original trailer at last year's E3 actually showed, if I recall, like, a multiplayer... Like, another character, not just, like, a multiplayer name above a security camera, which... Yeah, dude, if there's that possibility for, like drop-in, drop-out kind of interactions where people on your friends list can join your game and you don't necessarily know that they have done so. Like, god, dude, I'd have so much goddamn fun trolling people's game and Fact. fucking around with their, their uh,
0: endeavors in
2: whatever way Ubisoft yeah. lets me.
0: You want to mm-hmm. hack that? Nope! <laughs> <laughs> nope? Um, yeah, that's cool. I mean, I guess you're right. But, um... Okay, Tim. You hate me if you want. What? No, no, I mean, fuck, you, you presented that uh, opinion pretty well. Um... What was your second favorite game and your second least favorite game? Second favorite game. Uh, well, let's start with the uh, second second least favorite.
1: Square Enix. My second favorite game. Bam. My second least favorite game. Even though it looks intriguing, um, I'm not really too excited for Knack.
0: Hmm, okay.
1: Um... But even, I, I do respect the fact, and I'm actually intrigued by the fact that that looks exactly like a uh, Pixar game, um, a Pixar movie, in yeah. gameplay. It really does. It really looks
0: amazing. Uh,
2: okay, I could definitely stand with you there on the gameplay, though, Tim. I think like what what little we saw of him actually playing it, like on the Vita with Remote Play, it looked very like reminded me of God of War a little bit, actually. Like a fixed camera, very mm-hmm. basic, smashing through this room, hitting enemies. Um, which is unfortunate because, like you said, it did look. I mean, it looked like CG movie quality, and that's that's incredible for a game, you know, for an interactive experience. But it's definitely low on my uh, on my PS4 list, if not at the bottom.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, second favorite game, um, uh, The Last of Us.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not at the show. Question, uh, opinion, you guys, do you think The Last of Us could come out on PS4 as well?
3: Michael Pachter thinks so. <laughs> yep. I don't think so. No?
0: No. Hmm. All right. Well, that's been podcast derailed. No. <laughs> um, I would no, it not. It seems to think,
1: like there seems
2: like too think. big of a, uh, a timing window there. Right. I mean, last of us is coming out the day after E3 this, uh, this June 14th and PS3 or PS4 is <clears throat> November release. I mean, that's just like, what's the point? I mean, well, let
0: me ask, up- would you buy a copy of the last of us one year later with all the DLC on PS4 for maybe a discounted price? it was the second platinum yes fuck I mean, yeah. yeah
2: if it was a different uh, which it probably would be on a different platform i mean yeah it's i mean depending on the I, I would hold the graphical improvements up to up to scope you know what i mean like that would be if it was major gameplay changes or graphical improvements and it was like reduced in the sense of like half off price then i'd consider it but probably not if i already owned it on ps3
0: god damn it tim i'm so happy you said that uh <laughs> Double platinum. Do oh uh, my god,
1: yeah, I would I would throw money
0: just at your at, walls. At, <laughs> yep, naughty dog, come get it. You can have it all. <laughs> yeah. All right, you guys probably got to take uh, take off soon, but you guys want to maybe finish off with what you've been playing?
1: Uh, go ahead, Tim. Um, Tomb Raider, cool. Uh, today, uh, God of War Ascension, and uh, the hell is that last one? Uh, obviously, Metal Gear Rising, and then. Uh, uh, MLB 13, the show.
0: All right, give us your bite-sized thoughts on all four of those games.
1: Okay, um, God of War Ascension, a lot of all the other titles in both good and bad ways. Uh, MLB, the show, 13. What, well, you can't
0: just leave me like that. What the fuck <laughs> yeah, does that mean? <laughs> That's yeah, I did what started. you wanted. <laughs> I did what you wanted. Shut up.
1: Oh. I'm actually writing up something about that tonight, so you'll see.
0: Cool. Stay tuned, PSU guys.
1: Uh, MLB 13, <laughs> the show, uh, Pretty much what baseball fans want, and it's better than last year. Um, <sighs> annualization, yay. Uh, Tomb Raider. It's a video game. 50% fifty percent better than Uncharted. 50% worse <laughs> than Uncharted. Oh.
0: Uh. <laughs>
3: yep.
1: <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, I might write something up on that, too. Since you guys are unbelievable. Um, anyway.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's what
2: we're dealing with here.
1: Um... And what was the last title? Metal Gear uh, Rising. Of Metal Gear Rising. Um, turn off my pain receptors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm
0: Quentin Flynn. I'm fucking crazy.
1: <laughs> um, the gameplay in that game is really fun, and the boss fights are really fun. Like it, the, the boss fights are probably the strongest point uh, in there because uh, they feel unique in a way that I remember Metal Gear bosses,
0: not in the Monsters same way. Bitch, isn't he?
1: Um, monsoon.
0: The guy uh, with that splits his body up into like, magnetic pieces? The guy that you get the size? Actually, no. Uh, the
1: hardest boss in there, uh, apart from the last two... Actually, last three bosses are increasing. Like, it increases really nicely in difficulty as you go along, but uh, one of the harder bosses that I had to come across, simply because of um, exactness while I'm fighting him, was uh, um, Sundowner.
0: Okay. You're a Sundowner. Now, are you going to go for <laughs> your uh, Rising Revengeance Platinum?
1: Are you kidding me? Of course I am
0: i was not kidding you
1: but um but actually i'm gonna go for uh what the hell is that damn thing uh, devil may cry or dmc
0: excuse me yeah, you goal. won't do it i did it you won't do it no, no i'm doing it now right, you don't you don't got like it. oh it's super easy mode <laughs> 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 that platinum. it's platinum. Uh, it's easier than the other devil may cries it's just it's just time consuming and uh this one has a platinum what
1: oh wait never mind the collection
0: <laughs> fucked him i was thinking about four that oh, game, shit fuck four i was, was butt sore about four anyway what now What's so about for rhymes? Kaeri. Game thing. I've come in
2: kind of um come in kind of cleaning on my backlog a little bit. Well actually a PSA first. Don't buy Crisis 3. It's Ooh. broken. You will not finish the game. Well, except you might. But <laughs> just wait. wait till it's fixed. Wait till PSU can give us our official uh, super fucking awesome recommendation, um, one way or the other. But no, I've been uh, I've been playing, uh, just finished up uh, Deus Ex, Human Revolution again. Like, seriously fantastic game. One of the better games of this generation, I would wait,
0: posit. Kyle, let me just cut you off. Let's just say, just for our DRL fans that are curious and are big Crisis fans, let's say it isn't occurring to them. Let's just say, give us a sneak peek. Have a Derailed exclusive. Let's just say that Crisis Three did end for you, and you got the uh, 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 outro cinematic. What would the score be? What would you give it? <laughs> Derailed exclusive. I <laughs> would
2: give it a. Uh, I'll tell. I'll tell you what I was. I was. Uh, I was online for. I was online for a seven point five. That's oh. how I was. That's how I was feeling in, in the uh, in the latter hours of the game, which is deceiving because it's only about five hours long. But um, hmm. yeah. No, I was on. It was in. Probably en route to a seven five or an eight. Um, definitely very solid gunplay, and uh, I always appreciate Crisis's approach to kind of that open world, um, hit things from multiple angles type deal. But um, you've definitely seen it before. This is Crisis Two with more grass and mm-hmm. darker settings. <laughs> that really kind of sums it up. And Prophet, who just you know brings his his gravelly wisdoms to everything.
0: So just to clarify, I guess I think I think Prophet's the character from the first game, right?
2: no uh he he was in the first game, he was not the the player character, oh okay, uh, he was like the leader of the squad in the first game okay and then yeah, and like I said, Crisis three does do a admirable job tying up some of these narrative loose ends, so if you're a crisis fan and it's working for you, more power to you because it is a good game, but you know until we have a fix, i can't recommend it in all good faith. But yeah, other than that, just uh, finished up Deus Ex again, like I said. Um, Playing through the Mass Effect trilogy for what is technically the first time, because I just recently beat Mass Effect 1 uh, for the first time, but I've played 2 and 3 a few times apiece. Um, Double Platinum! Nice! Uh, And, you know, uh, boy, two weeks from now, Bioshock Infinite's going to be dropping. That's going to be my jam. Uh, Really looking into Tomb Raider. I hope to pick that up soon. People really seem to be enjoying it, and then I actually was interested in getting back to some Steam games. I really want to play The Longest Journey. If you guys have heard of that uh, adventure classic, um, I've, you know, just a bunch of Steam games I've picked up in sales from like a year ago and just really want to get back to playing. Like Amnesia, that game's fucking terrifying. Fact. Yeah, dude, that's, that's what's up with me. Maybe eventually I'll finally get back to finish uh, Jack 2 HD, but we'll see.
0: Oh, Jack 2 is such a bitch. Oh, Jack 2 is such a bitch. <laughs> Those checkpointing issues, fuck.
2: Yeah, Fact. dude, it's, it's rough.
0: I have a buddy of mine that was just playing Jack 2 and he wanted to kill himself. Uh, he got that <laughs> platinum. Shit, man, Jack 2 is really rough. Jack 3 is way better. Uh, I think I reviewed that HD collection way back when. Uh, when it came out, and I gave it a seven five, and why? Because Jack One held up, uh, still holds up really well. Jack Three is phenomenal, uh, both graphically and on the gameplay from a gameplay perspective. But Jack Two was definitely the weak point of that series. It was kind of in that weird transition between Jack One and Three, where they brought the game to uh, kind of a more open world type feel. But Jesus, just navigating right. uh, New Haven on that motorcycle was just, or on those on those flying ships, or whatever, just so <laughs> fucking frustrating. Especially when you get caught by the cops, and oh god, Jack Two is so. Frickin frustrating yeah um, definitely
2: really rough around the edges um, oh yeah if i finally dig through all that stuff i'm gonna get into dig into that skyrim dlc some more i've already bought uh, dragonborn and hearthfire i've played around with both of them but
0: hey, correct me if i'm wrong weren't we supposed to get that dlc for half off we did, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. My bad. So how but much? It, like, but, it's five only, bucks? but it's
2: only for a it's only for a two week period. So you might oh. already be out of the uh, the grace period. Yeah. So Hearthfire was two fifty, and then Dragonborn was ten because it's twenty. Holy um, shit! Yeah, I know, but Morrowind is worth it. At least I thought so, and it's it's pretty good so far. But
0: okay, uh, we're gonna get a Game of the Year edition for that.
2: Probably <laughs> surprising <laughs> that we haven't seen one already. That game came out in twenty eleven
0: fucking assholes the audacity they'd had they'd have to try to double dip from the fucking playstation community fucking fuck uh all right that's that's i'm not gonna rage on bethesda i feel like i rage too much on this podcast every every fucking company is just gonna hate me uh that don guy he's a fucking asshole he's unprofessional as fuck
1: <laughs> <laughs> does every does
0: everybody sound like that <laughs> i guess every pr every PR uh so uh, i guess you guys got to take off
2: Yep, I'm signing off, uh, Derail listeners. Thanks for tuning in. It's been great.
0: Yeah, man. Kyle, thank you so much for joining. Tim, thank you so much for joining. Uh, again, if you want to follow Tim on Twitter, it's at Boss Snake, B-O-S-S-S-N-A-K-E. And Kyle is Payback Uh P-A-Y-B-A-C-K-P-R-A-H-L. Make sure to follow these guys on Twitter. They're a good time. Fuck yeah. Later, guys. Take it easy, Kyle. Take it easy, Tim. Thanks for joining. Ta-ta. Cha-cha.
3: cha Bye, Mike. Love you. <laughs> he just had to get that in, didn't he? That's what she said. <laughs> Sorry.
0: So, Mike, baby, it's just me and you, girl.
3: Oh yeah, girl.
0: Typical <laughs> podcast derail. It's just Donna and Mike bouncing shit off each other. What's up, man? I haven't heard from you in a while. I miss you.
3: <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, it's been a, it's been too long, man. Yeah, I miss talking to you as well. <laughs> um,
0: I've been keeping track of all your crazy work on psc.com You are a machine. Oh. You're a love machine
3: oh cheers <laughs>
0: now you really liked Tomb Raider
3: I did like Tomb Raider yes That's I really enjoyed it yeah uh,
0: we've got Can a we... few reviews you want to do some reviews and then we'll talk about what we have been playing
3: um I am actually yeah if it's alright first I'd like to just talk about the, the PS4 comments because I didn't get to say what my highlights and stuff oh fuck I'm sorry man wait <laughs> no, not, don't worry cause did I part... talk about mine um shit uh I yeah you kind of like bounced out. you kind of like bounced off carl and tim i think <laughs> yeah because <yeah. laughs> i had to go so that's why i was keeping quiet
0: yes um, man, go for
3: it no yeah i'll, I'll keep it i'll uh, keep it quick i think um mine would my highlights would definitely have to be a toss up between kill zone and deep is it deep down the Capcorn one yep deep down yeah that looked great that the whole um fantasy aesthetic really appealed to me And like you said it's very kind of dark souls or it looks um, like dragon's dogma Dragon's Dogma, that's it. Yeah, it could very. Who knows? It could very well be a working title for a sequel to Dragon's Maybe. Dogma. Actually, no. Wait, I think they I said it was a new IP, so scratch that.
0: <laughs> but it, it, the name's not confirmed. It's still like a working title, like you said. Deep oh, down,
3: okay. not, yeah. Uh, as for Low light, I don't want to. Um, uh, I don't think there's gonna be any surprise any surprise here. It's gotta be square. I mean, showing an, a year old tech demo and yeah. saying that we may have a final fa- we may have a new final fantasy game for E3 is just pointless, you know. Show something or just
0: A logo, come on.
3: Yeah, it's just pointless. Um, I'm trying to think of another one. Um What did you think about Knack? Knack's and uh, like um watch and uh, not watch those, like um the witness, I didn't really get a good chance to look at NAC because I was, it was like, I think it was near the beginning of a conference and I was so busy typing up other stuff from when the Mark was talking about all the social features. So I was like, I didn't get a chance to like check it out, but it does sound really cool. I, I got a few glimpses at the trailer, like, like Carl saying, it does look really like a Pixar film and stuff, which is mm-hmm. really cool. Um what is it is it like a platform game or,
0: or uh yeah it's like a 3d platformer uh it's kind of like a it's kind of like in the vein of like a crash bandicoot it looks like oh, uh, heavily that's... physics based there seems to be puzzles um cool. you're like some type of oh man i don't even know how to you're like this little <laughs> dude that can bust the like bust bust the nut no you can like um you can burst into like a bajillion pieces but you you can like transfer your energy into like uh-huh. or like it's kind of like katamari where you absorb a bunch of pieces in the environment and you kind of grow super big or you turn into like a huge uh it's hard to explain mike you got to check it out it's just really
3: weird it, yeah, it shows it, off it the sounds... graphical
0: prowess of the ps4 really well and like the physics and stuff like that so yeah
3: man it, it sounds like my cup of tea <laughs> yeah cool definitely uh I'm trying to think of a low. I don't think I have a low light. It's, apart from Square, I don't think I actually have a low. You know, I didn't. To be honest with you, I didn't see enough of the games to say, "Oh, I'm not too interested in that one." If you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, since I, since I'm not uh, you probably sound like some old bastard saying this, but since I'm not heavily into social things as much, I mean, you know me a while well now. You probably know that's you know I'm not a massive social kind of guy when it comes to gaming and stuff. I kind yeah. of dip in for certain things I'm really into, but. It, it, you know, that's about it with me. I guess really some of these social things kind of pass me over, but that's not. I, I don't class that as a low light. It's just, it's just in the terms of that whether it appeals to me or not. If yeah, you know what sure. I mean. No, I think, sure, yeah, think No, sure. Yeah, but that's yeah, that's about it, man. It was awesome.
0: awesome. Teachers on, I mean, uh, yeah, the social features they 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 really they really excite me. But I can understand that yeah. probably you're not alone in that. Uh, the social features probably a lot of gamers kind of don't give a fuck about that. Uh, but for for me, I think it's really awesome. I can't wait to tie my PSN account to my Facebook account, my uh, my Twitter account, and
3: stuff like that, etc. Yeah, Having... so you might, you you'd be into that because you've got all those and stuff. I right. can I can I can see how you you'd be into that, and I'm sure if I did as well, I would be. But who knows? Maybe this will make me. Um... Dip my toes in that kind of thing. You never know. Yeah,
0: maybe, man. I, I, I still think Mike should get Twitter uh, listeners' podcast real. If you want Mike to get a Twitter account, please send us an email, podcast.psu.com. Let's start a fucking petition. Yeah, let's, a, let's...
3: Real to- a real Twitter to- to- account, not the fake one that like Rob is <laughs> 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 <right, he's> running. <laughs> Shh, it was real. Oh, yeah, it uh, was real. Yeah, I'm about. I
0: um... See. I guess like another, like I said, like I got so excited when Blizzard came out and I was like, oh my God, Blizzard and fucking Sony, the world is over. Uh, but then it was just Diablo, you know. Yeah, I, uh, Diablo. I, I was hoping it was Project Titan, their next MMO. That would have been crazy. Or even saying World of Warcraft's coming to the PS4. That would have been big.
3: I thought it was World of Warcraft, I have to admit.
0: I mean, w- let's say they did say that, Michael. Uh, would would you have been excited? Would it, I mean, would you have been like, holy shit, is that a big thing? Do you think, because a- obviously there's still going to be a shitload of... Uh, world of warcraft players WoW players uh, next generation like what later this year are you going to tell me that everybody's going to drop off wow fuck no so i think wow would still be a really strong choice for ps4 but uh, oh yeah hell yeah
3: that would be that i mean i don't play world of warcraft but i know how i know what a huge brand it is. i mean people live on that game practically i know all people who have lived on that game and um i think that'd be a great um um advantage to have that um on a sony platform definitely i'm surprised it hasn't happened but you know who knows? <laughs> okay,
0: listeners of the podcast, I just got to interject. You, you guys want to know why I love Mike Herodin's? Jesus Christ. I, I, if you listened to early episodes, you would have heard Mike and I talk a lot about Joss Whedon's uh, 90s TV shows, Angel and Buffy. Um, Mike not only sounds, sounds like Spike. Spike, the awesome vampire fucking bleached hair, long leather jacket motherfucker from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. And yes, I'm geeking out on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, not only sounds like... Fucking Spike, but he gives off the same sex appeal as Spike does. I'm not, I'm not, I just find that if Mike came to America and had that same accent that cockney bastard accent he would just fucking pick up all the chicks it wouldn't even be fair so it's a good thing he's stuck in the uk um oh,
3: please i would love to come over there because i'm not having any luck over here
0: <laughs> oh come on it's, i see that being impossible but it's kind of like the thing where your accent isn't special over there you know like yeah
3: yeah i know yeah well oh, thank you that's really nice of you to say <laughs> oh, shut up mike no, uh
0: let's see well you want to head the you want to attack some reviews
3: Go for it, man, yeah. Uh, do you, we do you remember the
0: go. last review that we... No, probably not. Did we? It, okay, I'm just going to cover a few really quickly. We've got a lot. Uh, Tim oh, yeah. Nunes reviewed Aliens Colonial Marines. Not so happy he gave it a 3.5 on 10. <laughs> I wish I could have mentioned this while Tim was here. He said that the biggest achievement in this title is that it works as a shooter, but the gameplay, plot, visuals, and audio don't do it any justice. The multiplayer lessens the experience even further by providing a simplistic experience that only defers players from playing more than one round ouch it's really hard to believe that gearbox was even involved with this title at all that's really harsh um all right metal gear rising revengeance review oh that's got a weird headline uh
3: yeah steven was experimenting i think we're about to try and add something else to the title
0: Okay, Uh, Stephen absolutely raved over this game he fucking just loved it Uh, he gave it a 9.5 and he says once again Platinum Games conjures up an action packed masterpiece, swordplay has never been this much fun he liked captivating cutscenes and cinematic sequences Um, actually that's the thing that I disliked most about Revengeance, he said the blade mode adds (laughs) an innovative new mechanic to the hack and slash combat, Uh, I agree with that The the frenetic pace and challenging enemy encounters can be exhilarating at times uh he disliked the generic level design and shifting camera angles can leave you disoriented during combat now as i understand it steven's not a huge metal gear fan right
3: um yeah I, he's not very familiar with him at least i think he's played a few of them but he like doesn't really take in the story that much <laughs> right
0: so that makes sense i mean coming into yeah. revengeance he was kind of just like mind blown you know not caring very much about the metal gear story i, I feel like yeah. if you come into revengeance being a big fan of the previous Metal Gear games and, you know, taking that story seriously, then you might be a little off-put about the, uh, the you know, the kind of dialogue going on in Raiden's character. Uh, Jack is back! Uh, <laughs> but uh, the oh, gameplay, oh, yeah. like uh, there's, it's hard to talk, talk shit about the gameplay. It's pretty damn rock solid.
3: So, uh, that just reminds me, so I, I won't get too derailed here, but uh, about Raiden's voice and stuff, because they had when the game came out, a lot of sites had the um, adverts running on their sites, and it was really freaking loud. It's like every time I want to miss one particular site I'll be that you know, just writing away and stuff and all of a sudden I hear, My sore can do many things. <laughs> <laughs> it's a spit.
0: Oh man, it's amazing. <laughs> Uh, let's see we've got Urban Trials Freestyle Review that was reviewed by Dane Smith 7.0 Excite Bite Me Swipe Out in this challenging arcade Jesus Excite Bite Me Swipe Out he almost just sold me in the first three words uh, yeah. in this challenging arcade racing game great for those short lineups when five minutes needs to be uh, burned but lacks any deep uh reserve of nitro keep the engines burning at full speed into the fast play score okay i gotta speed this up uh, elder scrolls 5 skyrim dragonborn review reviewed by adam dolge he said it was eight an 8.0 on 10 and he says with its with its large new map unique dungeons and captivating story and side quests skyrim's dragonborn feels far more like a complete expansion than basic add-on content familiar issues persist and riding dragons isn't all that cool but it's certainly great to play more skyrim uh we had Ben Chili review Naruto Ultimate No Naruto Shippuden Ultimate Ninja Storm 3. He fucking loved this game. He gave it a 9 on 10. He said, I would happily recommend wow. this game to fighting fans, mainly because of the depth of the game. Uh, though it isn't as complex as most fighters, there there is a lot of content to keep most people satisfied. There may be some flaws, but nothing ruins the overall package. Uh, Tomb Raider review by our own fucking Mike Harden. 9 on 10. Yeah we are. Mike said Tomb Raider is a fantastic addition. To the Croft catalog and a fine rebirth of a classic character. With a great story, sumptuous visuals, and meaty combat. Uh, This is one game you can't afford to miss out on in 2013. He loved fantastic visuals, Lara Croft's characterization, classic Tomb Raider blend of combat, puzzles, and hidden collectibles. And then you dislike, though, that the narrative sometimes loses its punch in combat-heavy situations. I agree with you there. Uh, The frequent combat sequences can get a little tiring and some minor camera issues and visual glitches. But overall, Mike, Tomb Raider, awesome.
3: Yeah, I'm glad you agree with that first negative because I wasn't sure if I got that across um, as well as I wanted to.
0: Well... um, yeah, because, right, so Lara Croft, uh, the first kill she does, she's, like, she bursts out into tears, and it's, like, this 45-second segment where she's, like, oh, my God, I can't believe yeah. it, I just killed someone, and then right after that, you're just fucking murking dudes left and right. Like, just, Yeah, that's exactly what I meant, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I meant. And, and that makes sense, because I agree with you, why touch on that, why touch on the emotional, you know, like, we know what's really going to put that to shame, uh, The Last of Us. Uh, when you see that, like, you know, one on one confrontations or one on two confrontations, I guess two on two because you've got Ellie, uh, they're gonna be so, uh, so gritty, so freaking, it's just so fucking impactful you know like actually yeah, having to yeah. kill two dudes and that's what kind of two i feel like tomb raider that's what square enix wanted to, or idols wanted to touch on it's just, It just it didn't fall through especially towards the end of the game where she turns into a killing machine you know it just at, at least uncharted never touches on that where nathan drake has like an emotional breakdown after killing someone you know
3: yeah exactly he just kind of goes with it
0: <laughs> yeah and he starts laughing like a fucking psychopathic maniac. i uh, mean yeah um yeah but yeah man good review uh if you guys haven't checked it out make sure to head to psu uh make sure to check out two Raider reviews and our god of war reviews uh both up right now um mlb 13 the show reviewed by tim noons fucking another nine on ten jesus psu uh, mm-hmm. san diego Studios seeks perfection beyond past ps3 past ps3 installments by continuously generating new and better ways to play america's pastime the ps vita version has limitations but its performance more than justifies a comparative gripes to its console counterpart. That's a freaking baseball game. Tim loves this one. God of War Ascension reviewed by Stephen Williamson. Nine on (laughs) 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 ten. While not uh, the high point of the God of War series, Ascension delivers an action-packed, gloriously produced freak-bashing extravaganza with an addictive multiplayer component to boot. He liked the, that it looks incredible. It's brilliant character and level design. So much variety in combat that it never gets tiring. Killing creatures is all kind in all kinds of brutal ways. Multiplayer brings the universe to life in a addictive online arena. He disliked the lull in action for a couple of hours uh, in the game with the boring platform and on rail sections. Uh, that pushing objects and pulling levers. Some of the puzzles can be tedious, but that I feel that's always been the God of War style. Um, mm-hmm concern about longevity of multiplayer if core players level up too quickly uh make sure to check out steven's review i posted a super late review of <laughs> earth defense force 2017 portable that's a vita title uh, i gave it a seven on ten i said that uh struggling to merit its steep price tag edf tor- uh, sorry edf 2017 portable delivers just as many brow raising moments as it does good times Luckily, the latter outlasts the problems you'll encounter, and the game is more fun than it is good, especially in co-op. I said that it has tons of replay value. Four-player online co-op is a perfect fit for the Vita. Hilarious over-the-top dialogue and gameplay is what I liked. I disliked, however, that it's too expensive for a download, download-only title of its caliber. It had very weak presentation in graphics, audio, and the menus, and it had little to no production value. Uh, from what I understand... EDF, 2017, uh, EDF uh, 2017 Portable is on sale for $30 right now, uh, down $10 from $40, at least in the North American PlayStation Store. Uh, but that's a limited-time offer. So if you're interested, now's the time to pick it up. Cool. Uh, Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2 Plus review. Man, we've had a lot of reviews go up.
3: Yeah, this one went up today.
0: Yep. Uh, Chili Ben Chivalier Hall uh, gave it a 7 on 10. Uh, and he said that despite his flaws, Ninja Gaiden Sigma... 2 Plus as a solid hack and slash title and worth a place in anyone's PS Vita collection. The addition of new features such as tag mode and touchscreen controls, the varied fighting styles, and great soundtrack are all things he enjoyed. He disliked, however, the unstable frame rate, lack of online co op for tag missions, and some noticeable visual hiccups. I have to shut the fuck up now. I've been talking for way too long. <laughs> uh,
3: it only seems Christ. like that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, I am also posting my uh i am also posting my virgil's downfall review hopefully sometime later today
3: I've been so, uh, i'm so gonna check that out because i i haven't got that yet but i was really curious about if we were going to review it so i was pleased to see you were taking that
0: uh we can talk about it more when i uh, when you know, we talk about what we've been playing which i'm about to ask you right now uh yeah. but i'll give you a sneak peek of my review uh <laughs> five on five five point five on on ten Oh, shit, really? I, I enjoyed it. I, I There's some parts that are, are, are really good, but uh, you know what? There's a lot of parts that are really bad, and I'll tell you why in a sec. Mike, what you been playing, brother?
3: <laughs> um, well, Tomb Raider, obviously. Yep. I completed that. Awesome game. And I was, uh, let my mate borrow it as well, and he loves it, which is great, because uh, more people love that game the better as far as I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I just wrapped that up. I've been doing a bit of um, Tekken Tag 2, you know, just now and then. Uh, yeah, so um apart from Tekken Tag 2, I've been going through the um doing a bit of the um Sega Genesis collection with all those old um, Nice.
0: You know, yeah. I was just talking about that uh, the other day and let me get your opinion on something. What yeah. is your opinion on Sonic Spinball?
3: Um I I haven't actually played that game, believe it or not. Okay. <laughs> Which is strange, because i played, like, Dr. Robotnik's Mean Bean Machine. Oh, America. fuck that game. <laughs> <laughs> fuck that game. Yeah, but no, I haven't played Sonic Spinball, or whatever it was called, yeah. But um, I played it all the other Sonic games, though. Okay. Yeah, but me, I've been doing um, when it come, we, I've been doing uh, Streets of Rage a lot of the time with my buddy Tim, which is just great. I love those games so much. Streets uh, of Rage is so good. Yeah, uh, apart from that, I've been still going through, um, you may remember, I was going through the Assassin's Creed, games again i've moved i'm on number two now about halfway through that so just going through that and eventually i'll eventually i'll come around to playing free okay <laughs> but yeah no yeah i'm still i mean you know what i feel about those games i still love them but yeah uh i don't have to i'm i'm, I'm probably not going to get all the damn feathers in that game i don't think i have the patience for that
0: <laughs> um <laughs> so. mike can i ask you another question about the sega collection yeah, go what for it. Are, what are your like go-to games in that collection because i also own it and i have a really good time just popping in every once in a while i like uh kid chameleon that's a badass one um that's in there right i'm not crazy
3: no i'm pretty sure that's in there. Yeah. yeah um i go for any of the streets of rage sonic oh, yeah. golden axe shinobi some of, basically all the classics really mm-hmm. i haven't i should should probably dig into a few more to be honest but um, mostly, that's I'm usually play it for two player mostly. So we usually um, go in for the Streets of Rage and Golden Axe a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but oh, speaking of Streets of Rage, man, that game is so friggin' hard compared to the second game. It is it's, so di- yeah, so difficult. It really is. Honestly, the, the um, Western version is harder on normal mode than the Japanese hard version, hmm. which is crazy. It's just uh oh, it's just the enemies take so much damn health off you all the time, and they just. Oh, they just completely, they totally overwhelm you compared to number two. Is you play number two, then playing number three, unless I'm just really, really bad at the game.
0: <laughs> okay.
3: But um, yeah, apart from that, that's it. I think, man. Um, I'm sure there was another game I was playing. Um, because I've seen the juggle, I'm jump from so many. No, duh, duh, duh. no, I think that's it, man. Yeah, so All just right. carrying on with that.
0: Uh what I've been playing well, I played the shit out of Devil May Cry, like I was saying before. Uh I Did you like it? I love Devil May Cry. Ready for a Go. rant?
3: Go for it, man. I love the game too.
0: Yeah, sure. It's not like I fucking spoke enough on this podcast. I have to be more annoying. But um <laughs> Devil May Cry. Fuck all the haters uh that gave Devil May Cry shit uh for Dante looking different. I'm sorry, Mike. I don't mean you. Because you came around to it and you said that you know it's it's Dante and uh, you accept him now, but I know yeah, that some people I were still boy. like yeah. <laughs> I know some people are still like oh I'm not gonna play it because it's not white hair Dante he doesn't have separate hair. Uh, either way, I think that Ninja Theory more than fucking proved themselves with this Devil May Cry, you know what I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say I hold this Devil May Cry up there with Devil May Cry 3, as my favorite Devil May Cry ever, Uh, it's hard it's a toss up between Devil May Cry 3 and the new DMC, I think that what they've done with the combat system is fucking gorgeous, Uh, it's beautiful, it's music to my ears, the shit you can do um by switching in and out of your angel and demon weapons is just it's just glorious. It's more than more than any Devil May Cry before it, you can chain between weapons and you can just uh, beautifully uh master and create these insane combo strings that just all flow together so There's well. There's
3: so many you can do and yeah. it's amazing. And it's, it's like so it,
0: the possibilities are really infinite. You can you can yeah. even switch out of which weapons you you're holding uh i mean i mean you, you can switch to your angel and demon weapons uh by by simply holding l2 or r2 but even switch out of which weapons those are by pressing left right or even your guns on up on the d-pad um and it's just the, there aren't as many weapons as some of the older Devil May cry games but still the variety and combos are just way more uh varied i, I think the balance is
3: just right i found a yeah. devil may cry 3 i think almost had too many weapons i, I agree I know how- I never used them. There's about two two or three of them I never even used. There were too many of them.
0: Yep. Uh, I agree with you there. But yeah. uh, either way, I think that Ninja Theory, more than proving themselves, I think that this is the most grounded that this story have, has ever been for do McCry Cry. It's definitely yeah. the... Uh, they took the story way more seriously. They grounded it kind of way more in reality than it's ever been grounded in before. And I think yeah. that they... They somehow they service Capcom by making sense of all their bullshit. So this is a this is a, a reboot kind of, but it is let's face it, it's more or less a prequel. Uh, and yeah. they kind of tied I, without going into spoilers too much. They kind of tied the story into the other Devil May cries in a perfect way. They actually took all of Capcom's bullshit and made sense of it. Uh, <laughs> not that I'm hating on the other Delme cry games. I'm a huge fan of one and three, uh, two not so much, and four meh. Actually, I hated two, but four meh. Um, okay. yeah but Delmay Cry 3 was fucking gorgeous I have to stop swearing so much don't I but uh, (laughs) DMC man such I really love Dante I I love I love the lines I love the writing in that game Uh, the story
3: yeah Dante's awesome in that I really really got to appreciate him
0: the story, for the most part, was really entertaining. The boss fights were just out of this world. Um, oh, no, they were, they were quality. Figuratively. Uh, Limbo, I really liked Limbo. I loved the enemy design. I, I loved so many things about this Devil May Cry. So I beat it on... The uh, first time I went through, I played on Nephilim, the hard difficulty, because I was just like, oh, well, I'm guessing the game is probably going to be easier than other, other Devil May Cries, and it was. So I played on Nephilim. I kind of trained myself. Uh, immediately after that, I started Son of Sparta mode. Uh, then right after that, Dante must die. Then after that, Heaven or Hell. Then after that, Hell and Hell. Then after that, I triple S ranked every mission on Nephilim. So that was freaking... That took a lot okay, of time. No, man. But Jesus. it was fun. It was fun. I, I enjoyed it so much, man. I turned into... That game has turned me into a robot for that, <laughs> that combat. I'm not even on this plane of existence. When I'm playing Devil May Cry, I'm not even here. I could be having a conversation and just absolutely caught, <laughs> wreaking havoc on the screen. <laughs> um, so I was so into Devil May Cry that I was like, huh... I really wouldn't mind checking out the DLC, so I reviewed it for psu.com. Uh, I played the DLC three times over. It's very short, though. It's only about three hours on your first playthrough. Subsequent playthroughs, especially when you're skipping the cutscenes and when you, you gotta hold on the uh, the combat, way shorter. Now, here's what I gotta say about Virgil's downfall. It's $9.99. And while I did really enjoy playing as Virgil, you guys heard my 5.5, you're probably surprised by that. While I did really enjoy playing as Virgil, I still think that that DLC has some major flaws. Uh, My biggest problem with it is that there's a very, very obvious lack of polish to it all. It it really seems like uh, Ninja Theory really kind of just gave up on on it at a point and just shipped it uh, the way it was. Let me give you a few examples Mm-hmm. Um, there's a tight, ty- there's, there, there are many typos in the menus. So like, uh, you, on, on one of, uh, on one of Virgil's moves, the description for it clearly, uh, there's like the word is is, but it's OS. i S I'll pull up the exact, uh, what it, what it is exactly for you right here. I shared it on my Facebook page. Let's see. Yeah. So here's uh, it's, it's one of the descriptions for one of his moves saying press L hold L2 and press triangle. And the description is. A more damaging dashing move that allows Virgil to pass through enemies, leaving a trail of strike behind them. It should be a trail trail of strike, but it's OS instead of OF. And I just saw that, and I cringed. I'm like, Jesus, guys, seriously? Another one that really bothered me is um, one of his devil – the first devil trigger move you get with him is Spiraling Swords. It's by far the most useful one, and it absolutely destroys uh, enemies in in the game. Uh, So – from the start of that game, when you when you check out that move, it says that it uses three double trigger orbs, but that's a lie. It never uses three double trigger orbs. It always uses four. So like that's like just ridiculous. That's insane. The fact that it says it uses three orbs, but it uses four is just like I can't look past that. Uh, when you check the stats menu, it says how many health uh, fragments you've got out of 19, but there are actually 20 health fragments. It's super weird, Um, just bugs like that. Yeah, like I have encountered issues like, uh, you know when you fall off a ledge in DMC, you kind of respawn on on the ground? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I encountered one issue where I just fell forever, and then another time I fell and I just got game over. I didn't didn't respawn on the ledge. I just got game over. I'm like, what the hell? Uh, I was looking up some other issues on forums. There's this new enemy type. There are two new enemy types, one of which is a wisp, which is this invisible enemy kind of flies around. Uh he flies towards you, he charges you. But the only way to actually uh make him visible is if you shoot one of your swords. So Virgil doesn't have any guns. He kinda mentally spawns swords uh like he does in, in the boss oh whoops well uh <laughs> uh <laughs> Well kinda like Virgil does in Double May Cry 3, he just kinda spawns swords and shoots them at shoots them at you. But um yeah, so you kind of by pressing square you can spawn swords shoot them at an enemy if you hold r2 this is really cool by the way virgil's traversal is actually really interesting if you hold r2 and you press square you know how dante has his demon whip and his angel whip
3: yeah
0: well instead of uh kind of pulling himself towards or pulling enemies towards him virgil actually instantly teleports himself towards an enemy or teleports an enemy towards himself and it it's all yeah virgil is okay so what I loved about Devil May Cry is, oh by the way, that's what you have to do to the Wisp to uh, make him visible. You have to shoot a sword at him, and then he's visible, and you kind of take him on down. So that really changes up the, as I mentioned in my review, that really changes up the pace of uh, the gameplay by adding a new enemy, and that's all well and good. Uh, however, there's this new enemy that they that they um, they 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 they, they, they kind of added, and it's this mini boss, and it's this giant dude on like four legs, this super muscular four-legged thing. And it's just really not designed well. It's always super... You only fight him twice. Super frustrating to fight him. He kind of spawns thorns all around him. He shoots things at you that you can't like dodge just by running. You actually have to dodge, dodge. And it's just... He's really not well designed. It's hard to explain unless you actually uh play it he kind of spawns thorns all over the place he spawns thorns around them he shoots thorns and they stay on the map and the only way to actually get rid of them is if you hit them or but what's going to end up happening is you're just, you're just going to hit them with your body he, he charges you and he's just very broken he's not well designed and that's why you only fight him twice he really sucks to fight so that guy um. really sucks um the wisps though are really cool enemies Uh, Like I was saying, Virgil himself is the saving grace of this DLC. If you cannot, if you're absolutely starved for more Devil May Cry and you're just insanely curious, I'm telling you that Virgil is extremely fun to play with. Um, He's super well designed as a side character. He plays completely opposite to Dante in almost every way. He doesn't have a double jump. He only jumps once, but he has like teleports. He can teleport up into the air and teleport down. And Virgil can actually like cover huge like... Huge areas that Dante really wouldn't be able to. Um, Virgil's super fun to play. He's his he only has one weapon, the Yamato, his katana, uh, yeah. and he's super fast with it. He's super precise. He has crazy combos. He doesn't have much aerial, uh, many aerial moves. Uh, he's mostly, uh, he, even a lot of his aerial setups kind of shoot enemies towards the ground. But once you're on the ground, you just wreak havoc, I'm, havoc. I mean, you're teleporting around. It's super hard to get hit when you're Virgil. You're just so speedy and it's super fucking fun to play with Virgil, man. When you hold R2, uh, his katana glows red and you get like those super strong, but slow like demon moves and you hold L2, you get the angel, uh, Yamato and it's all about quick cuts. He does these crazy dashes, you know, like all that crazy Virgil shit. Um, awesome there's a the best part of the dlc is this really memorable boss fight it's epic as hell i won't spoil it but there's only one boss fight the problem with the dlc though is the levels all kind of reuse the same content uh they all they all take place in hell but it all kind of looks like Limbo a bit. Uh, they reuse a level. They flat out re- – the first level is the longest and they reuse it. There's only six missions. Uh, the first level is by far the longest and they reuse that exact same level at mission six after the boss fight. So they really tried to unnaturally extend the length of the DLC. Um, yeah. But for – sorry. But for $10, $9.99, it's hard to like – not recommend it if you're absolutely uh, as a, f- a big fanatic of the me cry like i was if you really want to play more i'd recommend it but uh be wary i mean the level design is isn't anything to write home about uh the story oh this is another thing like the, there there aren't any 3d rendered cutscenes. it's just these 2d comic book style animated cartoons
3: oh no yeah
0: it's really weak too mike it's it's like not like oh man they're really weak like mouths don't really move when anybody's talking and they, the animations are all super janky and it's like really really cheap
3: um oh, I was looking forward to the story aspects as well
0: here's the thing though the story is actually super dark like just as dark as Dante's but even darker uh just because like all right. Virgil goes through some shit in hell man and they kind of really set up things uh leading from Devil May Cry 3 oh, sorry to Del, from Devil May Cry uh the Ninja Theory reboot to Devil May Cry 3 and it's really cool the way they do it uh it's kind of it's called Virgil's downfall right so you start and it takes place exactly where DMC ended I won't go into spoilers but Virgil is obviously not in a good state
3: Mm
0: -hmm. um um, either way I don't want to spoil it you'll read the review uh but it's not spoiling it by telling you about the intro cutscene. Virgil is sent to like the pits of hell uh so he kind of he kind of kind of dies but doesn't really die he dies in a Kratos way you know what I'm saying yeah Uh, um I feel like I have, have I have I given you a good idea of what the DLC is like. I mean, it, it's super. Yeah, fun. definitely Play as Virgil, everything surrounding that is, is kind of wonky. The level design is just meh, and you know, the, you're fighting the exact same enemies throughout the whole game, which is really lame. Uh, the campaign is kind of short lived. It's only three hours. Doesn't offer any replay value. You've got all the same uh, difficulties. So you got uh, Virgil must die, son of Sparta, heaven or hell, hell and hell. But there's no real incentive. To doing those, you know, at least in Delmicrai, you unlocked costumes and stuff like that. Uh, you could unlock Super Virgil, which is infinite devil trigger by beating Virgil must die. But even then, there's no real incentive. It just gets frustrating. Virgil is extremely overpowered, which is a good thing. I actually like that about Virgil that you feel uh, once you master his combat. And by the way, he's if I didn't mention this before, he's extremely technical. Very hard to master. Way harder to master than Dante, which I really enjoy. I really like the way they designed Virgil. He's a beast. But um, just definitely no incentive to play through that game more than, more than once. I actually played through that DLC three times because I'm a crazy person. But admittedly, <laughs> the third time I played uh, was on Heaven, uh, Heaven and Hell. And it no joke, skipping the cutscenes and just running through, killing all enemies extremely quickly, uh, the, I beat that DLC in 20 minutes. Holy crap. Yeah, but that's just because, you know, Heaven or Hell mode, every enemy dies in one hit. Oh, yeah, you have yeah. infinite devil trigger. Oh, no, sorry. You don't have infinite double trigger. I, I didn't beat it on Virgil Must Die. But I, I, it's just sad. What I said at the end of my review is what I take away from it. It gives me hope that if Ninja Theory were to ever make a sequel for DMC, that Virgil will be a playable character and he would be awesome. Mike, I, um, I, if you have 10 bucks to spare, I, I know you're a big fan of, of Devil May Cry. I, even though I gave it a 5-5, five, five, I recommend that you check it out. Simply, be, I mean, I, it's 5-5. Five, five. That's a mediocre score, right? Yeah. i mean that that's the way I like to approach my uh to give my reviews uh, a fair shake like five on ten is mediocre it means that it's half bad half good, and just like I said in my opening line, actually one of my favorite opening lines of all my reviews I said that uh just like the Nephilim brothers that uh, this game is based on this dlc is half bad half good <laughs> um, either way uh it's super fun to play as Virgil just that the uh everything surrounding it it's just a clear lack of polish with, be, between the bugs and and the enemies and the glitches they're, they're all very obvious the cutscenes the storytelling the story is actually really good but the way they present you that story is just god awful it's rushed and uh yeah it's it's un it's artificially lengthened which i don't like so that's my review of uh virgil's downfall make sure to check it out on psu.com please i gave you guys a sneak peek of it but hey give us some hits check out my review just click on it send it to a friend tell them what it's about mike uh if you if you're really starved for more dlc i recommend you just pick it up maybe wait for a price drop um but yeah virgil is extremely fun to play with what else have i been playing well i got my far cry 3 platinum uh, platinum yesterday and that uh entails me playing the co-op modes so i finished the far cry 3 co-op far cry 3 co-op in a nutshell Really cool, really cool that it's an addition to the uh, Far Cry 3 single player. It cannot stand on its own right. If Far Cry 3 co-op was released on its own, it wouldn't be that good. But considering that Far Cry 3 is such a good game and it has a four-player co-op mode with completely different missions, completely different characters, weapon progression, unlocks, stuff like that, level ups and stuff like that. And then there's also a competitive multiplayer mode. Makes Far Cry 3 one of last year's biggest games. The co-op's all right. You get four buddies in there, though, and let me tell you, you're going to have a good time no matter what. What else? Uh, I actually tried out Twisted Metal for a bit, and uh, God, (sighs) Twisted Metal, buddy. Um, So that game's cool for a few reasons. It's got FMVs. No games does. No games do FMVs anymore. Uh, It's super rare. Uh, the cutscenes are, are cool and everything the story is super dark as cheesy as it is it's Twisted Metal so you know it's going to be cheesy <laughs> the problem with Twisted Metal again in a nutshell I feel like I've been talking for way too long is here's what I love about it no game is doing what Twisted Metal does uh, they pretty much took that genre which is super niche car combat and made an amazing version of Twisted Metal Black that's what the new Twisted Metal is it's an amazing version of Twisted Metal Black but it's so not for a broad audience and Sony's biggest falter with this other than not marketing the shit out of it and leaving sending it out to die was basically charging 60 dollars for this thing charging 60 dollars for this game is madness because nobody in their right mind would choose this over like you know a call of duty game or something like that i understand if you're if you're in the market for something like twisted metal then hey fuck by all means go for it even though i'd probably recommend something like starhawk or or, or warhawk over it but um Multiplayer is where it's at for Twisted Metal. Uh, Single player is a little bit weak. Uh, Just, I'll say this, the co-op enemies that you're... not sorry, the AI enemies that you're against don't attack each other, only you. Which is really weird. Uh, The game, I couldn't have seen it designed any other way. They could have added way bigger features, yeah, but charging $60 for this game was its downfall. Like I was saying to a buddy of mine, I think that it's amazing that this game got made because it's a studio saying fuck what's trending right now we want to we want to make what we're good at kind of like 3d dot game heroes that game is an homage to zelda and it's amazing because nintendo isn't making zelda games like a link to the past anymore so i love that it exists sometimes we just want to play those old school games just kind of remastered you know like mega man 9 like mega man 9 and 10 those games are awesome 3d dot game heroes uh, i recommend that it's made by the guys that made demon souls and, and dark souls from software um it's it's, it's a modern take on old school zelda on ps3 i recommend that for anybody uh twisted metal is the same thing if you're a huge twisted metal fan and for some reason you want to play some twisted metal guess what you could probably pick it up for super cheap nowadays uh but don't think that um it's not worth 60 bucks is all i'm gonna say jesus i've been talking for a long time (laughs) (laughs) oh and i've also started playing dead space 3 Fuck, i got a lot to say about Dead Space 3, Mike, and a lot to say about Resident Evil 6. Oh. Shit, i got to wrap this up. Um,
3: Maybe Dead we Sp- should save that for next time.
0: <laughs> oh, the Resident Evil 6 debate. Mike, I, I've, got, I've got so much shit to talk to you about. But yeah, we, we could save it for the next time. Mike, all I'm yeah. going to say is, holy crap, uh, we cannot fucking be on more opposite ends of the spectrum for Resident Evil 6. I just... I, I played it and I, I respect you. I love you. I love your opinions. It's just that Resident Evil 6, man, literally makes me feel bad. When I play it, I feel bad. I, I don't have fun and I hate, I start hating things. And I I get, no game does this to me. Resident Evil 6 puts me in a fucking bad mood. All right? It puts me in a bad mood. And if you guys want to check out more of my thoughts on Resident Evil 6, either wait for the next episode of Podcast Derailed or check out my tweets. In a nutshell, Dead Space 3. Shit, I've been playing a lot of fucking shit. That's what happens when you fuck up your knee, right? Um, Mm. Dead Space 3, the worst survival horror Dead Space of the three so far. But the fact that it has co-op kind of makes up for it. I said that it's definitely one of the... I think it's definitely one of the funnest co-op games this generation. Co-op with the Dead Space mechanics leads to a lot of fun. However, Mm. I don't think that that game stands... um, Single player of that game... The game itself is just a huge disappointment. The characters, I hate... I I don't know what the fuck they did to Isaac Clarke. He's he's, he's an asshole now. Uh, (laughs) It's just not as cool as he ever was. The characters are all super stupid. The writing is noticeably different. It's pretty bad. Uh, The story is just so silly. Uh, The gameplay is as solid as ever. It's not scary at all. I don't like the whole... Uh unified, there's a universal ammo. So there's basically all the weapons you have, any weapon you craft, it's universal ammo. It's just called ammo clip. Which re- and, and dude, they pack you with ammo, they pack you with healing. You're you never feel uh scared. Uh I definitely recommend playing that game on hard mode if you want any type of challenge uh the first time through. Playing on co-op's a blast though. Um so yeah. Dead space three. I'm still not finished it. I'll have more to say next time. Next time I'll compare Dead Space 3 directly to Resident Evil 6 though.
3: Uh, <laughs> that should be fun.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll have a we'll have long conversations. Hopefully, we'll we'll get an episode of Derailed out next week for you guys. Yeah. Uh, I have to shut up and just pass out because I'm about to have an aneurysm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry for annoying you all with my voice. I hope you didn't have a terrible time. I uh, hope you enjoyed this episode of Derailed, Mike. Brother, you got anything else to add?
3: Uh, no, I think that's just about it.
0: Cool, buddy. So make sure to check out PSU on facebook we got a facebook page it's badass we got a twitter p- at psu.com psu D-O-T-C-O-M. come to our forums uh where a lot of the hardcore playstation fans are at uh like i said earlier you can follow me on twitter i'm at don other d-o-n-o-t-h-e-r you can follow a lot of my rants i post funny shit i joke i retweet uh i eat a lot of chicken and stuff i drink a lot of tea and i like buffy now, <laughs> so, and i write about video games uh amongst <laughs> other things sometimes i talk about girls <laughs> that happens <laughs> um, Mike doesn't have a Twitter. You can't follow him on Twitter, but you can follow him in real life. <laughs> Got yeah, the UK for way. that. Uh, what else? Am I forgetting anything? Make sure to send us any questions or comments to. Uh, podcast at psu.com that's our email address we'll, we'll see those we'll answer back to you sometimes we'll read them on podcast whatever you want podcast at psu.com do it people and please do us a favor tell your friends about the show it's really important if you want to help us grow if you want more episodes of Derailed isn't it a drag that we haven't had one for a few weeks well if we had more yeah. listeners then we'd have more opportunities to do it uh, more often so please subscribe to us on iTunes the link is in the PSU uh, post for the podcast you'll see it on the Flash console you'll see it on the homepage and subscribe to us on itunes tell your friends please if you like the podcast share it on facebook share it on twitter tweet us we'll retweet you and with that i guess that's end of uh, the end of episode 28 i am about to pass out <laughs> <laughs> mike thank you so much for joining buddy i'll see you next Pleasure, man yeah see you later guys take it easy guys